VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Since we've started this show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. And I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone with the best player perks in the sports business. They've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code RANTO when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100, you've got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code RANTO. You play, you win, you get paid. If you never want to hear an ad like this again, all you have to do is subscribe to The Sun Ranto Show's premium feed at patreon.com slash sunranto and get the show early and completely ad-free with access to our show notes and perks at all levels. So please subscribe. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. Now let's do a show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game Let's go, Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Mucho Scali Sunrento Michael Sunrento Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Michael Cotton Who the hell are you? Uh, back from the dead. Wait, who, uh, sorry. Who is this? Who is this on my line here? I, th- I think we might have gotten our lines crossed up because I don't recognize this voice. It is. It is from the the great beyond. It is the ghost. The ghost of Michael Cotton. Yeah, but we already buried you in a shallow grave. How how are you back? Oh man, I still we... get I still get self service. It's really not deep. Yeah, I, I I told Lyle we should have made it deeper. That <laughs> that hole, I said I said six inches is not going to do it. You know, if he's actually is still alive, he could still breathe through the dirt. Six inches usually does it for me. Oh, who's that? <laughs> oh, oh my God. We got all sorts of different voices I, on this show. I didn't even see him come in, but right next to me in studio is Dennis, the Cardinals fan, Dennis Bisto. Hey. So um, this is actually going to be recorded before the Sunday night game, the the final game, not a meatloaf game, however, uh, of this series, because the Cubs have already won the series uh, this time. And uh, but hey, welcome, Dennis, and welcome back, Michael. Uh, congratulations. This is just a very, our very special uh, 6 9 episode today, of course, is June 9th. Yeah. Oh, nice! It is 6 9. Nice. So, uh, to make it even more special, we've uh, 
We've got uh, people that haven't been on the show in two weeks. <laughs> Michael Cotton, welcome back, and uh, it's nice to have everybody here. Uh, yeah, so uh, welcome to the Sun Redzo Show. I, of course, am Danny Rocket, and um, I want to thank everybody that was at the G-Man Tavern yesterday to uh, celebrate the rocking out of the Bleacher Bum Band before kicking the Cardinals in the shins. And uh, not that many people came, which I was kind of like surprised that there weren't just more people hanging out like pregame on a Cubs Cardinals game. I just thought I was going to like hit some crowd that would just naturally be there. But Wrigleyville was kind of dead for Cubs Cardinals and everybody was kind of uh, talking about that. And it might have been because there were a lot of like I heard I didn't go down in there. uh, But I heard there were a lot of like Secret Service and shit for the Republican fundraiser that Todd Ricketts is doing in uh, Wrigley Field, which, Michael, you haven't even chimed in on the show about, which you probably know about, though. Well, yeah, I've I've heard. I've been listening. I've been listening. When I'm not on the show, this is uh, one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you quit the show, at least you'd have a great podcast to listen to that uh, you, you enjoy. What are you trying to say, David? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you can improve <laughs> your life by quitting. Um. At least your entertainment life. But uh, I don't know if that's why there were less people hanging out. I doubt it. But, like, I don't know. Just kind of dead. It was, I don't know. A lot of out-of-towners on the Saturday uh, Cubs cards. Lots of Cardinal fans at the gig. Yeah. So it was even more fun when we sang our uh, Rock the Casbah parody that goes, Fuck the Cardinals. Fuck the Cardinals. Yachty, don't like it. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, they laughed too. They loved it. It's kind of catchy. I, well, it's, it's a great song originally. And I, I jumped off the stage in the middle of the show and got right into this Cardinal fan's face who is recording me, uh, recording the band singing that song to show all his Cardinal fans' friends back home and to tell them, to tell them what a bunch of assholes Chicagoans are, <laughs> I think is what is his goal. But I got right in his face with a fucking cowbell. I was like, donk, 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 <laughs> fuck the Cardinal. I was like, right... Totally close up. You can see my boogies. So uh, anyway, thanks for coming out, everybody that did. And um, Nathan and Bleacher Todd were there. It was nice to see them. Uh, Sarah Sanchez came with Andy from uh, the Cup of Cubby Blue podcast, which I'm really enjoying. Michael, if you're looking for another podcast to listen to about yeah, the Yeah, I haven't checked that one out yet. Yeah, and uh, everybody should. I, everybody should check every podcast out about the Cubs. Like five times, like each. I think that's how long it takes for you to get everybody's personality and, you know, get used to their voice and, you know, see their inside jokes and ways of talking about our favorite team. So uh, let's talk about our favorite teams, Cubs, Cardinals, in effect. Cubs yeah, we haven't heard anything games. from Dennis since he predicted a sweep before the Cubs, Cardinals in Chicago. That went the exact opposite direction. Technically, it was a sweep. Um, oh, yeah. It's just the wrong way. You know, wh- whichever way it goes, I'm just happy that, that we're respectful as fans. You know, like, we're streaky. Sometimes we win. Sometimes, And whoever's on top, you know, I just I appreciate the fact that neither one of us is going to really, like, rub it in the other one's face because we know how baseball works. It's a long season. <laughs> <laughs> you might be on top now. We might be on top later. You know? It's it's just it's just great that we we can stay classy through the ups and downs of the season. Yeah, yeah. I, Lee Elia had something to say about that. 
Yeah, yeah. Keep keep it classy, uh, best fans in baseball. Yeah, you guys are you guys are a barrel of monkeys down there. Um, yeah. So, Dennis, I have to ask you the million dollar question: Would you trade Yadier Molina for Mike Trout? God, no, no. <laughs> He's the heart and soul of this team. I wouldn't trade him for anything. <laughs> Clearly, this is this is what we've been learning about Cardinals fans. Yeah, and uh, that was, by the way, the scavenger hunt, which I I, th- I think Chris Soloto got in on it this time. He he had a couple of Cardinal fans saying that uh, Yadier Molina should not be traded for Mike Trout ever. <laughs> it's it's pretty easy to find them, you know, within your fan base, Dennis. Find, well, find including who? you. People who don't, I, I assume you're being facetious when you say you will not trade Yadier Bolita. No, never. <laughs> I wouldn't trade him for, for Stan Musial in his prime. Yadi is my favorite Cardinal of all time. I, I'll, I'll take Yadi at 55 years old, hobbling out there in a wheelchair behind home plate. Oh, <laughs> you I love might. Him. You might have to see that, yeah. It might be this year, too. <laughs> How how many more years does he have on that deal? He just because he signed like the three year deal last year, right? It was a five year right? extension, I think. That I think I think he's got two years left, if I'm not mistaken. Well, and yeah. and then you traded your backup guy. Uh, yeah, well, he never plays. I mean, nobody wants to back up Yachty because Yachty just demands to play every game because he's Yachty and he's going to play if he wants to. If he's not hurt, which you know, unfortunately, has been the case recently. Yeah, he's been ducking the Cubs. For uh, you know the whole season here, except for the first time when you got swept, Yachty was all over that series. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, yeah, no, he was in Chicago. He he ducked him in in uh, St. Louis. Yeah, and um, he didn't want to deal with that boring uh, well, controversy. Y- Yachty actually right now only signed through next year. At this point, he's making twenty million dollars, which is a hell of a lot of money for. Uh, an injured catcher, an injured old catcher. So, I mean, that's what's tough to justify to me. And I know you just got like the extra draft picks and, you know, the the Cardinal Devil magic that comes out of Louisville. But um, that's where they play, right? The Louisville? Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Louis- Louisville, Kentucky. That's- yeah. Yeah, they're, on, they're even on the wrong side of that state line. <laughs> Jesus. Yachty's earned it. He he deserves to have twenty million dollars to sit on the bench. Look, I mean, his career. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, the salary is definitely too high to trade him for Mike Trout. That's for sure. So I don't, I don't know if the Cardinals would take a long term Mike Trout deal like the Angels offered him. I mean, it's better off him. than if we would have kept Pujols to pay him. What is he making? Thirty million dollars yeah. to bat like one sixty. God damn it! I wish you guys kept Pujols. <laughs> With no DH, you just yeah, gotta yeah. trot his ass out there. <laughs> You're just out there at first base, like with a walker. <laughs> his pl- is like he's got to wear giant red cloud shoes because of his plantar fasciitis. <laughs> just he's out there looking like bozo with those red stripy socks you fuckers wear. God damn it! Somebody, th- those socks are so stripy. I'm surprised nobody drops a house on your sister. <laughs> wow. Wizard, that, Wizard, Wizard of Eyes reference, everybody. Yeah, big, yeah, big, yeah. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be seeing a, you know anybody who follows uh, football, they're gonna be seeing a lot of that in Chicago this year because uh, the Bears have even worse socks that they uh, just unveiled yesterday or whatever. But they stripey, unveiled- uh, stripey Wizard of Oz socks. Oh no, they unveiled they- socks. <laughs> well, they unveiled a new uniform and. They have blue and orange striped socks, like the horizontal striped socks 
they go up to their knees. It, it really, looks horrible. It sounds yeah. really boring. Yeah, it, I see that these new uniforms now. Very, I see the top anyway. Very stripy. Yeah, and it's a it's a throwback actually. That's what they say. Oh. I've never seen that throwback. Nicole ha- Nicole has tights like this. <laughs> she seriously does have tights like this. Right. So I'm just going to go around and be like, hey, there's a bunch of giant men wearing my my girlfriend's socks. Yeah, but it, <laughs> tights, it, really. it really does look like the, uh, the Wicked Witch of the, is it the East that has a house land on her? Yeah, the East gets the house landed on her. The, uh, the West, she gets water thrown at her and melts. In a pool of green. Uh, so speaking of melting in a pool of, of of green, it's not really well. Well, the green grass of Wrigley Fields. The Cardinals uh, lose the first game of this series three to one. Uh, the story for Cub fans on this one is Cole Hamels, and you know the Cubs offered him t- t- his old ass twenty million dollars, uh, a la Yadier Molina, and we weren't totally sure that this was going to work out for us. But in this game, it certainly did. Eight innings pitched. Three hits, one walk, 10 strikeouts on 99 pitches, um, 74 of which were strikes. Uh, meanwhile, Miles Mikolas, okay, the, your $68 million four-year uh, acquisition only went four innings this time and uh, gave up three runs. He didn't pitch badly, but he gave up a two-run to Baez in first. Cubs really only had six hits in this game, only scored three runs. Um, yeah, but one of those hits went right off of uh, Michaelis's arm. That's yeah. why I had to leave early. Any word on how he is, Dennis? Day to day, but so. he'll, he'll probably go out there, maybe skip a start. Yeah, yeah, but but no break, nothing like that. No, he'll be fine. Can you give that yeah. Adonis guy or what, what's his name? Who's your weird name pitcher? Adonis. No, I, I got to look it up. He was gonna <laughs> pitch in the last game oh, tonight. He was gonna be. Uh, it's. Oh, I've got to look it up. Are you talking about Cabrera? Yeah, yeah, Genesis. Genesis Cabrera. Genesis, yeah, yeah. yeah. Adonis Genesis, whatever. Some weird Greek god name <laughs> with, a, with, a, with an ERA near seven. Is, is he, uh, he going to uh, like be your spot guy? Is he like your like skip a start guy or allegedly i don't i don't know why i don't know what we're doing with alex reyes i'm really like tired of waiting to see if alex reyes is going to be a pitcher in the majors i don't really have a lot of faith in adonis i don't think he's very godly but what the hell are we doing like our pitching has been terrible and we've been talking about alex reyes for three years i don't understand what we're waiting for at this point let's just find out if the dude can pitch and if not like trade him get him Sell him for scraps or well, something. Where is Alex Reyes? He's not even on your depth chart. You got Ponce de Leon in the Fountain of Youth, but you don't, I don't see Reyes. Is he even up with the team right now? No, he was he was optioned back down because he, he broke his pinky after he punched a wall at the beginning oh, of the season. Oh, that's right. Yes. What a head case. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I forgot about that. That's fabulous. Um, yeah. So, But is he rehabbing? I mean, yeah, he's pitching well, apparently. In the minors, um, but our, all of our pitching right now is dog shit. So I don't know what they're what they're waiting for. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange, and it's like one of those. Uh, I'm like looking at the depth chart. You got Carlos Martinez in the bullpen, and Michael Walk is kind of stinking up the place. He's like your fifth starter right now. He used to be good, and he kind of fell off. Wayne Wright's like an every other outing kind of guy, mm-hmm. which we'll see. He's pitching tonight. He kicked our ass once. And we kicked his ass once. Like, it's just, you don't know what you're going to get with that guy now. 
Yeah, yeah, he's so he's so old, but he still throws a gem every once in a while. I'm I'm ready yeah. to to move on from Wainwright <laughs> and Waka at the end of this year. We need to just revamp the whole pitching staff. Now, how about but how about uh, Mikolas in this first game? Like that big contract uh, for four years. I mean, I guess it's relatively kind of big given yeah it's not it's not huge it's not a you darvish deal or anything <laughs> no no I, I was just gonna yeah. say it's the kind of deal a guy from japan gets <laughs> no, no the guy from japan gets a much better deal um but well, that's yeah. where they they pulled him out of japan didn't they oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. i haven't changed. i thought you were talking about you darvish because he also <laughs> comes from japan yes i know i know i was that was kind a little of confusing kind of a there. Joke. Just catch up with us here, Danny. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So, but what did you think, Dennis, about this uh, Mikolas contract? Mikolas or Mikolas? Well, obviously, uh, Mikolas. Obviously, he. Um... Oh, now we've got three three pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> He was he was expected to take a step back from last year. I don't think anybody expected him to pitch as well as he did last year. That was that was kind of crazy. I don't think anyone even no. in St. Louis was like, "Oh yeah, he's going to be in Cy Young contention over the next 4 years." Like, and sadly, I mean, he took a big step back, but sadly he's still been our best pitcher this year, which I think is the real problem. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. If that's, <laughs> if that's your best guy. I mean, he did get some Cy Young votes. He finished 6th last year and was in the all-star game um but yeah this year 454 and run average um uh, i mean he's eating the innings for you he did pitch well in this game on friday i mean the the, the thing is cole hamels just pitched better now um you know dijon came in it was a shutout and dijon um he hit a homer off strope de young oh de young yeah, we we say Dijon. Yeah, we, we yeah we say Dijon. <laughs> Dijon, <laughs> Dijon mustard. Yeah, Dijon, Dijon, Dijon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he, especially when he hits a, a a big old homer in the ninth off of uh, Pedro Strope, who ended up striking out two to finish out uh, to close out the game. But um, yeah, he he broke up uh, the the shutout. Uh, how how do you like this Dijon character? I love him. I mean, he he's got like a lot of power for his position. Yeah, he? he hits really well. I mean, him and and Ozuna have been our most consistent hitters on the team this year. And Ozuna is kind of expected to be, you know, powerful. Um, but yeah, De, De Young has always been a little surprising. I think he was last year too, and he's he's still been consistent this year. But God, our our, our bats have completely disappeared in the last month. Between everybody, between Goldschmidt and Matt Carpenter, is just non-existent this year. How for much? Some how much of that is Yachty being out of the lineup recently? And uh, I, I mean, <laughs> he affects everybody's batting averages. No, they no, just no. all I, suck I, when I, he can't play. I, I think he does because when we saw those games, like there's been a few times in the year where the Cubs are flailing, flailing and it's usually because everybody's slotted into some weird part of the lineup, and you just can't like get any kind of consistent you know hitting going where you can get put an inning together and put up you know the uh, you know a st- even a station to station hit after hit sort of thing if you got like a couple holes in your lineup and you got some bozo up there it's not going to do anything you know it, somebody's making the outs with runners on base you know yeah but i mean we have we have a lot of hitting talent on the roster i don't understand how it's been so bad for the last month i mean goldsmith Goldschmidt, DeYoung, Ozuna, Carpenter, those guys, all four, historically in their careers, have been good hitters, you know, and none of them are hitting the ball at all. Is it because they're still eating the same salsa from last year? And <sighs> the salsa has gone rotten. Now? You're like, 
Yeah, Carpenter comes in. He's like, you guys are still eating that? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I figured homemade just lasts longer. Uh, yeah, it, it. I don't know. It, overall, if you look at your, you know, kind of OPS stats, where where are you sitting is pretty much below average of the league, seven thirty five OPS. Um, and whereas the uh, you know Cubs are fourth, and but you're not hitting home runs at all, which is kind of the big surprise because mm-hmm. you you thought you'd maybe have like a couple of you know thirty forty home run guys, especially in a year when everybody's hitting home runs. The Cardinals are uh, like tenth. Yeah, tenth I mean, worst. O- Ozuna's got seventeen, I think. So I mean, he's been hitting decently. Power. Yeah, he's well. He's got to be the best hitter well, on your team. Well, before we move on to game two, where Ozuna uh, did hit a home run along with Harrison Bader, I have to talk about. I don't know if you watched this game on television. Did you watch this one on TV, Dennis, or, or did you watch the uh, St. Louis broadcaster from this last weekend? Yeah, did you watch no. on Friday? All right. Well, uh, Jeff fucking Garland. Just ruined this fucking game. Michael, did you watch this? I did not see. I was watching. What was it Friday? Is it Friday afternoon? Right. Jeff Garland got in there. I guess he did the radio first, which I missed because I did have it on the television. And Jeff fucking Garland comes in for an entire inning. <laughs> yes, and, I missed that inning. I was at a like a doctor's appointment. That's what was going on. And he just is such a fucking loudmouth. And I don't know why. The I mean, and I guess Zach Zaidman, who does like the radio call, who laughs at all the Pat Hughes' stupid jokes, thinks Jeff mm-hmm. Garland is the funniest man in the in the world, which makes me now hate Zach Zaidman because I have an irrational hatred of Jeff Garland because he's such a fucking slobbery fucking job of the hut motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a fucking injured water buffalo. <laughs> I hate him. And he went on about like how he is like, oh, you're you're not a real baseball fan if, if I'm gonna do it like him. You're not a real baseball fan if you don't like low scoring games like this one. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, anybody that that says you're not a real baseball fan if is a fucking asshole because <laughs> you could be a real baseball fan. He's like, I'm a real baseball fan who likes to catch like five games a year. That's about it. Or I'm a real baseball fan who likes lots of scoring. I'm a real baseball fan. My favorite game is pitcher duels. It's all cool because it's all fine. And I don't know. Fuck you, Jeff Garland. (laughs) Can I say one thing though? I mean, you, you really aren't a real baseball fan. If your name's Rob Manfred. (laughs) <laughs> that say. is true. He's pretty much the only one, and he signs all the juiced baseballs. Oh, <laughs> uh, the juiced baseball is driving me nuts. Do do we really think it's juiced baseballs, or are Steroids. we just two years away from them finding that everybody in the major leagues has been using some new performance enhancing drug? That or maybe something new that's not banned. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like there, there's something. Yeah, or do we do we really? I mean, a lot of people talking about the baseballs, but that's what they were talking about in the late '90s too. And it turned out it wasn't the yeah. baseballs. Yeah, we're all getting fooled again. <laughs> and that's, it's it's just so weird that this is coming back around, and it's the same argument. But now, for whatever reason, nobody thinks that these guys are uh, using PEDs, which. I don't know. Maybe it's just because they're just not, you know, as monstrously big 
or it's just more normal looking to us yeah. now. I don't know. <laughs> Dennis, remember yeah. how big Mark McGuire got? Oh my God. <laughs> he, just, he, he looked like Bryce Harper's dad. I, I love so <laughs> Just Just keep juicing, Mark. Those were my favorite memories, just watching him like bunt home runs. It was so unnatural. <laughs> Well, the ball was juiced. Oh, <laughs> by the way, have you guys watched the Bash Brothers experience on Netflix? Oh, no, no. No, is that Kitseko? That's the Lonely Island guys, right? Kitseko and uh, Maguire? Or, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's Lonely Island, which is Adam uh, or Andy Samberg, mm-hmm. his, uh, his sketch troupe. They do an awesome, it's just a rap video, a bunch of like rap songs about Maguire and Kitseko. It's amazing. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to watch that. Yeah, definitely. Right. As soon as we're done, I'm definitely watching <laughs> the bad <laughs> Sounds amazing. And in w- way better than anything Jeff Garland will ever achieve <laughs> in his career. I'll tell you that fucking much, too. But, I mean, just shut him up. I, I, I know I'm an asshole on Twitter about it. I know my hatred is irrational, but people are, they share my hatred of him. <laughs> You're not a real baseball fan if you don't watch the Bash Brothers on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's move on to game two, uh, which unfortunately we're not going to get a chance to talk about game three, but we could talk about what we think is going to happen. Uh, Lester, man, it did not look good in this baseball game. I know, uh, Dennis, you were on stage while this game was being played in the killer at mm-hmm. Trapdoor Theater, which Dennis, what is the nicest thing that a reviewer has said about you about your performance in the killer? Because I know you know it by heart. <laughs> uh, sweaty and desperate. <laughs> see? <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to go see sweaty and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dress it up for you a little bit. Thanks. If you want to go see sweaty and desperate Dennis. <laughs> no, most of them have been the really killer. positive. Yeah. But I wanted to be a little self-loathing on that. Yeah. Sweaty and desperate Dennis in the killer at Trapdoor Theater. How, how much longer do you play? We have, uh, we have another month, four weekends of shows coming up. Yeah. So go see it. Uh, so it did not look good while you were on stage for the Cubs because uh, right away, John Lester looked like the... A little old, sweaty and desperate? A little sweaty and desperate out there. <laughs> Giving up two home runs in the first inning. One was a three-run shot to Ozuna after a walk and a single. And then Harrison Bader, who I just uh, talk about another guy that I unnaturally hate. Because I love him He so looks much. like the greatest American hero, except he's got the goddamn stripey socks on. Yeah. It makes me want to fucking punch him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like, you know, um, God, what is it? In, oh, in Rocky Horror, the, 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 when the, the, the Rocky... Guy, except not the curly hair. Actually, he looks like the greatest American hero. Am I dating myself? Did you watch this show? You're talking about the guy in the gold speedo. Yes, the guy in the gold speedo from Rocky Horror. He yeah, that's had, Harrison Bader. That's Harrison Bader to me. <laughs> I don't know. He just looks like a golden boy, and I just hate guys like that. That's why. That's why I, I hate Chris Bryant. You He's know? the guy that you love to have on your team and hate on any other team. He drives me nuts. Um. So, but lucky for the Cubs. Uh, that was all Lester gave up. And then the Cardinals did nothing against him the rest of the game. Although he did get into a little bit of trouble in the second inning. And he settled down after that. But he was like, he had like 50, 60 pitches um, after two innings. Because he had, yeah, let's see. No, 58 pitches after two innings. And uh, everybody thought he was going to be out of this game. He ended up going six. And um, 
But And then the Cubs started scoring runs, too. They got two in the bottom half off of Flaherty. They ended up having the bases loaded with no out and ended up scoring on a stupid ground out by Javi. And then uh, Contreras singled in a run, so it was kind of frustrating. I thought the Cubs could have gotten more. And um, I don't know. Didn't, did you feel that way, too, Michael, that like kind of led a opportunity to – no, because they actually scored. Like, I don't know. How many times do we see guys get up there, the bases are loaded, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And they, you know, two strikeouts later, everybody just goes to the dugout. Like, that kind of shit just drives me nuts. The Cubs have been terrible in, you know, risp a lot of the times. So, you know, they got two runs there. I'm I'm happy. I'm, you know. What's your opinion of Flaherty? Jack Flaherty, also a very handsome man in a uh, kind of in a Chris Bryanty way. In fact, when I, if if I see like uh, Flaherty pitching against Bryant, like the handsomeness, just I can't even handle yeah, watching it's, the it's I off-putting. Got, I got to switch to the radio. It's like a movie about baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's well lit. And yeah, everything. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you don't even need the the bright lights because of the the, the teeth, just the, the handsome teeth that are just glowing in the in the, in the night air. Um, but yeah, I mean Jack Flaherty is an impressive pitcher, uh, but not in this game. I like Flaherty a lot. I think he he throws heat and he's young and uh, he hasn't been very consistent like all of our pitching this year. But I I feel like he's got a, a promising future ahead of him. Well, he let the game get tied. And uh, he only ended up going 3.2 innings. Also, a ton of pitches. 3.96 pitches in that time. Um, Yikes. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough out there for him. And then um, Cubs get another run off a of Javi triple. Couldn't score him. That was frustrating because I don't think there were any outs when he was – or maybe there was one. Do you remember? Doesn't matter. Either, either way, there was – uh, plenty of opportunities to score him, and they didn't do it. Um, Schwarber tied the game with a homer on the 11th pitch after he almost killed somebody. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, this no, it, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the game. I was following it on my phone, well, I, and then I watched the 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 condensed game. Yeah, which they didn't show. That's what I figured they did, wouldn't show Schwarber rocketing one into the stands, a la what, uh, I don't know if you saw Dennis, because uh, it was made a, a kind of a national conversation about putting nets up down the dugout. Yeah, when didn't Albert, somebody else just do that? Yeah, Albert yeah. Almora in Houston, like, mm. like, like smashed, uh, a, like a, a shot right into like a baby. What are the Yeah, Cubs like a doing? four-year-old girl. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're beating women on and off the field now? Yeah, oh. kids. No, no, kids. Oh, kids now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kids. That's well, fine. This one, he rocketed on pitch number 10, and it went, and or maybe it was pitch number 9, one of the later pitches in the at-bat that ended up having 11 pitches. On the 11th one, he hit a home run. But uh, right before that, he smashed it, and it didn't hit anybody, but he turned right around because he didn't want to see even what had happened mm-hmm. in case he did kill somebody because <laughs> that ball was like, you know, 100 miles off the bat or whatever it was. And then... um like a pitch or two later, which I was convinced because everybody kind of took a moment and I was like, oh, now he's going to strike out because he's all because Almora struck out after he killed that baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, by the hyperbole, he did not kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That'll rattle you. Yeah. And everybody at home be like, I thought the baby was okay. No, it died later and you didn't hear about it. No, <laughs> no, the yeah. baby's fine. Everybody's fine. And so is everybody uh, at this night. Um 
They should still extend the netting, though. Everybody's fine. But uh, I thought that he was then going to strike out for being rattled. But uh, Schwarber got his head right back in there and put the fucking lotion in the basket out in. Uh, I think he went. No, he didn't go oppo. That was not one of the. No, it the was center field, wasn't it? Yeah, but pretty much like uh, right center. Um, big hit of the game. Caratini, our backup catcher, cleared the bases with a double in the sixth, which that was a um, that was a pinch hit, right? That was a pinch hit double. Yeah, Cl- yeah, bases clearing uh, double. Wilson yeah. was catching this game. Yeah, um, and then Schwarber scored him with a double. They tack it on uh, with Ru- a Russell st- sack fly after. I can't even say his name without stuttering. Did you just see that? I was like, because I was like, my head goes full of emotions. I was like, fucking Russell. Pinch hit sack fly makes me stutter. Final score, nine to four. You guys kind of got beat hard. I mean, have you seen this a lot from the Cardinals this year, Dennis? Like you just kind of like, you know, that the pitching falls apart after your offense even manages to put up runs. Yeah, I feel like I I haven't been watching a lot lately because I I don't know if you heard, but the the Blues are going to win the Stanley Cup. That's uh, that's like the World Series of hockey. If you don't, if you don't, watch. <laughs> oh, oh, how about that? Say, so learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. So I and obviously the Cardinals have been playing like shit lately too. But um, when I was watching more diligently earlier in the year, it's we're totally reliant on on the hitting. Like we have to just outpower people. And now that that's you know gone, yeah, it's not soft, really happening. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're just getting our ass kicked. <laughs> gone soft. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're not going to get it done with the 19th best OPS in the, in the major leagues, if that's what you're counting on. Right. You know, uh, and then you got like a, let me look at your team ERA here. Well, yeah. And when I was watching the condensed game, they were talking about how they only had one hit reach the outfield after the first inning. Yeah. One ball. Like that's, (laughs) that's rough. Yeah, I mean, part of it is like, you know, Lester kind of settling down and, you know, remembering that he's an awesome pitcher, <laughs> and that's part of it. But, I, I yeah, I mean, if you're – if you can't uh, – I mean, I kind of consider that, that the Cardinals could maybe make a run or make this division pretty hard. Like, we saw that we got swept and shut down by Adam Wainwright and, like, all last weekend against the Cardinals, Cubs didn't score any runs at Bush – you know, but it's been a different story at Wrigley. So I, I don't know. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde team to me. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at, really. I mean, is it just a 500 ball club? Yeah. Well, I, it th- I like- kind of wanted to talk about this little situation is so far, the home team has won all every game in this series this season. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how how <laughs> I should probably look this up before I start talking about it. But it's like, how many times have anybody gone this deep where the home team has won what the cub it's eight games in and the home team's won every single one of them yeah so and tonight will be half the games so so dennis are are you saying this is a a, what this is a 500 ball club right i mean it's it's crazy to think that because one month ago today they they were the best record in the majors you know they look like World Series I think it's continue. crazy because they should be worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we we have the talent to be much better than 500, especially at at the plate. I mean, our, our bats we we have talented hitters on our team, and they are very very much underperforming right now. I don't know if if we're going to challenge for the World Series this year because the pitching is so bad, but uh, we're we're piss poor in all aspects of the game at this moment. Well, right now it says you got a twenty seven point nine 
percent chance to make the postseason. I mean, we don't have a pitcher under three ERA, and we don't have a hitter over three hundred. So, what if the Cardinals were to make a move? Would you be sellers here at the the trade deadline with the earlier trade 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 deadline and just kind of like bottom out and like come back next year? I feel like if we make if we make some pitching moves. We, we can be contenders again. If the bats get hot, I'd like to see Alex Reyes get called up. I'd like to see Carlos Martinez kind of return to form, and we can you know, push Waka back into the bullpen or something and get Dakota Hudson out of there too and just make a couple of adjustments like that and see if we can contend Were again. You dis- at the beginning of the year, we looked great. After a month of baseball, I thought the team looked incredible, and now they just look like shit. Were you disappointed that uh, you didn't uh, go and get um... – uh, what's his name that the Braves got? I'm just drawing a blank on his fucking name. The, the Keiko. Keiko. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard little rumors about that, but I, our team has never been a mid-season trade for a big name type of thing. So I try not to get my hopes up for so that. You're it's, just, it's very rare. Yeah, you're gonna get stuck with the guys you got. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna. All right. Well, good because I don't think you're gonna contend then this year <laughs> because Cubs got Kimbrel. <laughs> so uh, you heard about that, right, Dennis? Yeah. <laughs> <The guy. laughs> That's going to make it a little tougher for you. The next nine games when we play each other, we'll have Craig Kimbrell at the back of the bullpen. Um, So the thing that I hated about this broadcast was this one was also ruined for me because John Smoltz and Joe Buck are the fucking worst. Like, they are so boring. Like, they leave so much dead air, uh, you know, and they say the stupidest shit. Like, they gushed over the Cubs' lefty reliever which cup fans don't even really like that much named kyle ryan they're like this guy was shut down with the tires and he's a huge acquisition for the cubs and then everybody's sitting there that's a cubs fan being like well he gave up two homers that time he blew like three saves you know and like and (laughs) right everybody who actually follows the team is sitting there thinking to themselves this guy isn't that good like we haven't seen him be as good as everybody what we have actually seen and this is the as true as i can put it is that he started off super shitty in that horrible stretch at the beginning of the season then he got better a lot better then he got a lot better then he kind of got shitty again and then now he seems to be getting a little better. <laughs> so it's like that's a, basically a bullpen guy. and He's a slightly below average lefty reliever. He's worth one-tenth of a win so far this year. <laughs> and he has an ERA plus of 99. So that's about as average bullpen lefty arm as you can get. But to hear fucking John Smoltz and Joe Buck talk about it, like he's the second coming of Steve fucking Carlton. <laughs> I hate. Yeah. It's the perfect guy for Joe Buck to drool over. I don't understand what his deal is, but every time he, I feel like he makes it a point to gush over somebody on the opposing team to like deliberately show that he's not biased towards the Cardinals because well, he's a St. Louis guy. Well, but it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing because Kyle Ryan sucks. So everybody's yeah. sitting there being like, "Joe Buck, you're a fucking idiot." And I'm sorry, he's average. He does not suck. He's an average lefty, but you know Joe Buck made him sound like, like he like fucking rainbows were about to shoot out of his ass. <laughs> and then even worse, he, fucking Kyle Ryan made Joe Buck look like a genius with a one two three inning with all this soft contact and like a strikeout or something. I don't know. Yeah. Went one two three anyway. Well, that that's the thing that's the most frustrating about any Joe Buck, no matter what the sport is, if he's broadcasting. Joe Buck just he does a little bit of research on something. And then that's it. He's like, I'm done. 
one thing. I got one thing to talk about for the next four hours of this fucking game. <laughs> All I'm going to talk about is this is Kyle over Ryan and over and over. And this time it was Kyle Ryan. <laughs> You know, the Cubs really improved their bullpen this year with the addition of lefty Adonis Kyle Ryan. <laughs> um, and also, like, every time that they would put the camera on the broadcasters, which is always awkward, I get it, but, like, uh, Joe Buck and John Smoltz were like deer in headlights. And one time, they had food sitting there, and it was from Madden's Post, which is the new Joe Madden restaurant across the street, which... Joe Buck, and it was probably pre-planned, shook Joe Madden down for food from Madden's posts. He's like, hey, why don't you send us over some food? So now, like, Joe Madden's in the middle of the game. He's got to, like, make a phone call to, like, over to the, <laughs> over to the yo, you got to send Joe Buck some food to the press box. I'm like, dude, come on. He's busy. That's a nice tactic. Um, yeah, it's Joe Buck trying to, you know, He's like a little, little car, yeah, distract and, and keep, uh, Madden's head out of the game, but little do they know that Joe Madden does better when he multitasks with food involved. It's true. <laughs> um, but I was thinking, I'm like, how Joe Madden's in the last year of his contract, how awkward it's going to be when Joe Madden is just across the street hanging out at his restaurant all the time. <laughs> and like, you know, Joe Girardi is the new manager or whatever it is, whatever happens, Ryan Sandberg or some other like young whiz kid like Hadavi. Um Do you think they'll move on from Joe Madden? I mean, obviously it depends on what happens this year, but a lot of, a lot of whispers out there. Well, sure, he's the oldest manager in baseball, I think, is part of what, and uh, the, with the ageism on this show, that that we we hate old people. <laughs> we, yes, fuck it's, old people. It's only because fuck they remind all. us what we're soon going to be. <laughs> no, 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 I hate myself for getting old as well. Yeah, all right, good. <laughs> it just be, could become a, a total misanthrope as we get yeah, older. Completely. Um, I mean, I, I don't, if you told me, that's the Cubs manager that led them to the first World Series championship in 108 years would not even win manager of the year that year, and it would go to Dave Roberts. I would have been shocked, you know. Didn't and he win the year before though? Maybe he did. We, yeah, it's always yeah, the manager did. of the year is so stupid. It's, it's, it's always like who had a bad team that suddenly that got suddenly better. got good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what that award really is. But um, you know, and then the then then. That manager that has been the winningest manager in Cubs history wouldn't be even offered like a two-year extension. That also is a bit shocking. But now it's going to be like, no, you're playing for your contract. Now, maybe there's some behind-the-scenes situation that we don't know about. Like Madden is the one that maybe isn't sure that he wants to continue managing after this. And he maybe he just wants to go off on his fucking uh with his van and in his go restaurant. in his restaurant and go smoke legal weed in Chicago. Like maybe it's like, Oh fuck, this is great. You know, like I'm done. I'm going to be, I'm going to work in the front office now and be just like a stats guy. And I've got my protege and we're going to get Brandon Hyde or I, I know some bench coach, young guy is going to get a chance. I don't know what they're going to do. Or they'll hire Rick Renteria back away from the white Sox. <laughs> they'll go steal him from <laughs> yeah. the South side. Yeah. Go steal him. Um, as they rebuild, because that's re Rick Renteria's um, mo as manager. He's just a rebuild guy. But so they had food from Madden's Post. Um, was it just? Was it just like? I I feel like Madden's Post just has like twelve different types of meatloaf. It's strange because <laughs> he's like it's Italian and Polish food mixed. 
Hmm. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, pasta pierogies? Like kielbasa pasta? Kielbasa pasta. I can't even say it. Uh, I don't know. I, I could look at his, let's see his menu. But that's what he was saying. It seems like a strange mashup, but not for Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Uh, and, you know, fusion is good. Those two fusions seem like a strange thing. I'm looking up every at Madden's post every Friday is wait. Sorry, I just lost what it said. It was said every night is Friday night. Every, every <laughs> night. <laughs> like, That's a great First motto. of all, Joe, why don't you uh, find a new guy to write your mottos? Because uh, <laughs> you would you would think that, you know, with all the amazing T-shirts he's put out all over the years that he would yeah. he's just bad at the restaurant once. Yep. Um, it, yeah. In my mind, though, it's all it's all meatloaf. And when you go in, it looks like a 1970s like house. Right. That's like Madden's MO is like everything. He loves the seventies. He's got the van and all the shit. So like you go in, it's like uh for mica tables and like it's just your grandma's kitchen. Yeah, I, and it might be something he's got a place called the Flamingo Room, which is located on the second floor with a private bar and a event space, which hopefully that's all dressed up. Or maybe it has live flamingos. I, that would be amazing. Ooh, every night's Friday with the flamingos. <laughs> Friday night flamingos. I mean, you can buy a $12 c- Polish cucumber salad. <laughs> you can also get the Hazelton antipasti. Wait, are Polish cucumbers different than regular cucumbers? Yeah, they're backwards. <laughs> <laughs> They go, they go the other way down the yeah. drain. Yeah, <laughs> you can get um, like, oh, here's something. A key, key, key. Sorry, sorry to all my Polish <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, I figure you're not an oppressed minority anymore. It's fine, you know. I'm Polish. It's fine. Yeah, yeah Dennis is on the show. Uh, yeah, I, I always love that one random dude just says, "Oh, but I'm Polish, so it's cool." Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can just make fun of them. You, this is kind of a mashup of <laughs> Polish and Italian. Kielbasa and clams. Ooh, yeah. I don't know about that. $19. Main course. Doesn't even come with anything. Uh, Italian and Polish sausage platter, which, you know, that's just different flavors of sausage. <laughs> that's fine. Fine. Um, then the pastas are all... Uh, I'm just looking to see if there's anything weird. Nah. You can get... <laughs> Uh, 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 for desserts, uh, you can get a, a paski, punchki. How do you say I, it? I have no idea. I thought you were Polish. <laughs> I'm not like off the boat. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can get, um, something, uh, called Shawnee Boom Booms, <laughs> which are. Wait, what? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I want to eat anything. Cause don't people call like, like when little kids take a shit. Did you go boom boom? Yeah. That, <laughs> Yeah. Did you like go boom boom, boom, your... boom Yeah. So Shawnee boom booms, boom booms are <laughs> sea salt chocolate chip cookies, and they are six dollars, and they are now open. So now Madden has tricked us into also. <laughs> We're just plugging <laughs> promoting the shit out of them. his. Hey, hey, uh, Joe Madden, if you're listening, uh, my address is four three three. No, I'm not giving that out on air. I don't need all my groupies showing up at my door. <laughs> but. Um, or, or the BFIB tracking you down. Yeah. Any, anyway, I think it's going to be majorly awkward when he doesn't get the 
contract, and he's just in Wrigleyville all day. Eating sausage and eating, clams. Eating sausage and clams. <laughs> Can you imagine if he like gets a Lasorda body? And he just ends up like the old fat manager in like the in Ricketts seats, like right in the front row. We just gotta watch him like slowly gastropod out until he like until he turns into Jeff Garland. Oh God, it happens to everybody. So game three tonight, um, Adam Wainwright. We already talked about him kind of being good against us once, being bad against us once. Uh, going up against Kyle Hendricks, who's been excellent for the Cubs. I think he's probably our ace right now. 5,000 kids tonight at 6 p.m. if you show up early are going to get really shitty Clark headphones um, that are not Bluetooth. And um, I don't know. This is uh, the last time we saw Adam Wainwright was um, really recently. And he went eight innings, two hits, no runs. He walked seven, 126 pitches. Like, dude, I mean, what are they trying to do to him? Riding him into the dirt, man. Yeah, this was the last time he pitched, too. So, I mean, what are they, what's going to happen at night? Yeah, I, I'm going to do something controversial here, and I'm going to bet on the Cubs tonight. Well, it was on Sunday. It, you guys had a rain out. Controversial it's controversial. Cubs show. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean we, we bet on them all the time. I've yeah. never in my life bet on the Cubs, but you know what? <laughs> Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. I'm going to bet on them, and then if they lose, we break the trend of the sweeps, and all is right. And if you know, if I'm right, then I win seven bucks. That's all I have left <laughs> in my account. <laughs> Place your bets. Uh, and then Kyle, he was awesome against the Rockies. He gave up three runs, and he went seven, but he struck out ten. And um, you know, do you remember that uh, nine-inning, uh, well, complete game, four-hit shutout? In early May against the Cardinals on a Friday afternoon that Kyle Hendricks pitched against them? Not at all. It was the first game that the Cards pl- faced the Cubs this year, actually. You might have missed it. It went really fast. Yeah, it was like only like two hours and 15 minutes or so because he did it on like 83 pitches or something like that. 80, 81 pitches. 80, oh, yeah, 81. So uh, that's. Yeah, he pitched a John Lieber. Right, morons? <laughs> John Lieber that day. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, it's a Bob Tewksbury, don't you? Oh, know? it's a Bob Tewksbury. That's right. So we're, uh, we're, we're going to get it right one of these days. So uh, that should, uh, I guess that's kind of, uh, we already previewed this game and uh, what happened, but I, what, what's your prediction is that the Cardinals will lose, but by how much? Do they cover the spread? Well, Wainwright's and every other guy, you know, every other game pitcher. So <laughs> if he was hot last time, I, I'm not feeling great about it. But like I said, I bet on the Cubs, and then it's a win-win situation for me. Well, right now the Cubs are it. The, well, the Cardinals are a plus one fifty money line. Ooh, so <sighs> yeah, so they that they seven are, bucks could really get stretched out. Yeah, exactly. If you if you take your Cardinals, well, I got a, and, I got a lot riding on the Blues right now. So oh, okay, <laughs> they, if they win the Stanley Cup, I'm rich. Well, you could take the over eight and a half. You want to take the over on it? Ooh, that's tempting. Is the weather holding out tonight? What is this this damp ass day going to do? Yeah, it's it is a little damp, but I think uh, the clouds are supposed to kind of blow away. It's gonna the temper's going to go down. <clears throat> so I think maybe a bet. I might like that be, bet. The over. Uh, I was going to say yeah, I would maybe take the under. Being cool out there tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, and you remember when they were in uh, St. Louis. What was it? It was like a two to nothing game. And then it was a nine to four, nine to five game. And then it was a 
two to one game or yeah, something like all, that. It was all low scoring in St. Louis, except yeah. for the middle game. That well, that middle game, yeah, St. Louis blew up, but it it feels like they're almost just repeating that. Like it was a three to one game, and it was a nine to four game, and then this one's going to be a, a pitcher's duel, is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking kinda, under. I'm kind of with it. I I take the under on this one. That's that's some serious analysis right there. Yeah. Well, this thing that happened like two weeks ago, I think it's gonna happen. I think again. it's gonna happen again <laughs> because because it's kind of it's because the weather's cloudy. It's advanced advanced <laughs> statistics. So, uh, uh, Dennis, if you got nothing else to add about the Cardinals, I'd say uh, you can uh, bomb. Uh, you can uh, bah. Vomit. I was gonna say I was, <laughs> you can vomit on my shoe <laughs> because that's how we had everybody's guest appearance on our show, but. Uh, but thanks for coming on, and good luck. This is it's so far um, so fun uh, beating up on you at Wrigley Field, and uh, it's been awful at Bush Stadium. But we got to catch a game this year. We 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 only have one more chance uh, this year with the Cardinals coming in. So we got to yeah, we got to go. We didn't go last year, did we? No, we saw a game at Bush. That was two years ago. That was I two years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals won it. Yeah, I remember. And, and it took ten innings, or or maybe it was a it was a walk off. They won I, in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, yeah, it was very frustrating. That's on on opening day, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cubs don't do well on opening days sometimes. <laughs> Ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Ask that. Sometimes. You know, you know. Let me look up uh, opening days, but you know, progression is a really powerful thing. In this yeah. case, it works in our favor. Yeah, we'll do better uh, on next opening day. So they won this opening day, so I guess next year we won't win opening day. I'm getting off track here, but Dennis, thanks for coming on. And as always, all guests of the Sun Ranto Show will receive a shoe full of vomit for their troubles. Thank you. (laughs) Let's go Blues! I'm looking at today's line, which is uh, you Darvish versus Herman Marquez at mybookie.ag in their little sportsbook MLB section. And it looks like you Darvish is not favored in this game. It's plus 110 versus Marquez at negative 130, over under 11 out at Coors Field. I don't know. I'm not really a gambler, though I do enjoy looking at the odds lines and seeing what mybookie.ag and all the other gamblers think. Um, You know, you Darvish has been taking baby steps. I really feel like you can make some money by just betting on my man you so go to mybookie.ag use promo code ranto for your 50 percent deposit bonus and uh let's get back to the show huh okay so we are back and uh dennis is gone and uh, i've got some great news because later on in the show we're going to be bringing on sun ranto listener Artie Boucher, longtime listener of the Sun Ranto Show. Met him through Ivy Envy years ago. Super nice guy, and he lives out in uh, Colorado with you, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I, I see him every so often, maybe once or twice a year, when the Cubs come in town, usually. So you might be seeing him this week when the Cubs face the Rockies? Yeah, I think uh, we have tickets for the same days. Like, awesome. Uh, he's going a couple games. I can only go to the Wednesday day game, unfortunately. Ah, no. Day baseball is what it's all about, Michael. That's no, the- no. no it, it, that's the one that I definitely wanted to go to, but I was hoping to go to all three. But my my children have baseball games of their own. So, yeah. So I get to watch. Instead of watching, like, actual professional athletes at the top of the game, like the best athletes around and amazing plays and all this stuff, I get to watch uh, bad pitchers walk 
27 kids every inning. <laughs> yeah, don't they allow only a certain amount of runs per inning? Yeah, it's uh, five runs per inning. Yeah, that's because, what it was when I was a kid. But it's it's actually, which is funny because then it all of a sudden makes it from an offensive game to a defensive game because it's the teams that get the outs faster. They're the ones that win. Like if you keep them to only three runs or four runs for the inning, well, then you're going to win. It's, it really is a war of attrition. It, remi- yeah. it reminds me of trench warfare in World War One. You know what I mean? Just keep, keep <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking of, Danny. Keep keep sending the boys over the top. Oh, keep sending more boys over the top. Oh, Johnny's missing an arm. Um, right. yeah. Yes. Whenever, whenever I'm out watching Little League baseball, all I think of is the atrocities of World War One. Damn that Kaiser and his mustard gas. So um, I do want to, uh, luckily, there's not a lot of uh, Cubs stuff to really talk about since the last time we really talked about it. The big news we got right before the last show, which was that uh, Craig Kimbrell is now a Cub, but a little bit more information has come out about that. And I thought, Michael, you might want to chime in on uh, your feelings about the Cubs bullpen right now with the addition of Kimbrell. But some of the new information is David Ross and Jason Hayward coming through again with speeches. Jason's texted a speech to Kimbrel <laughs> and got him to sign with the Cubs. Yeah, that's it, it's always funny when you hear these stories like this. Like, I don't know, is that whatever? Well, think <laughs> I, I'm about happy it. the Cubs got Kimbrel. I'm excited about it as as Cubs fans should be. Uh, I hope that he comes in and he pitches well. And the reason that nobody signed him wasn't because I don't know. There's you something know, wrong with they've him. They've been watching him, and his arm like flies off every fourth pitch. Well, two years ago, he was absolutely incredible. His uh, career so far, uh, if it continues in this manner for a few more years, is probably all he has to do to be probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, uh, you know, if he can do that for the next two years and change while he's a Chicago Cub, um, then it's. Uh, well, I don't know. He probably doesn't wear a Cubs hat in the Hall of Fame, but maybe he does if the Cubs win back-to-back-to-back World Series. Is. Yeah. No, I, I actually feel good about this year. You know, he's he's had a very long layoff. Like, there's no World Series hangover for this guy, right? Because he, he took an extra couple of months. Uh, yeah. He's going to come out. You know, I think he'll be fresh, and hopefully uh, he'll be, you know, he'll be on fire this year. Um. And then and and that makes a little more sense for the Cubs because it seems like when they bring these guys in uh, at the beginning of the year, they're broken by July. So I guess if we just get the guy for the start of July, then we're good. Right. Well, that's what happened with Morrow. Right. You know, they sign him and he's going to be the closer. He's dialing up there at uh, ninety nine and then his arm fell off. But that shouldn't have been a surprise. Kimbrell doesn't really have the injury history that Brandon Morrow had. They're two totally different pitchers. But, yeah, yeah, you kind of have some buyer's remorse on Morrow. So you're hoping that doesn't happen again. But uh, good for Theo for going out and uh, spending that money. Or Tom Ricketts for opening the purse strings. Like, however much it has to do with Ben Zobrist, I don't know. Um you know, Lyle and I kind of talked about that being like frustrating. But hey, if Ben Zobris comes back, 
And, you know, let's say they give him like, all right, come back at the end of the year. Your divorce is done. I don't think it will be, but your divorce is done August 3rd. So come on back to the Cubs. We'll pay you four million bucks. And uh, that would just be a big shot in the arm. Now imagine if Morrow comes back. Now you're making roster decisions or trades. Yeah. Yeah, That then it, then it starts to become, uh, you know, a little tough when these guys start, you know, move, working their way back to the big team. Yeah. And there are a couple other arms, like just talking bullpen. And I guess this is a, a bit of a state of a bull, the bull penis. So why don't we just do that? Even though Lyle's not here, it's time for the state of the bull penis. Ah. With uh, Michael, why don't you do it this time? What 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 is the state of the bull penis this year or right now, as you see it? Oh, the the bull penis is fully erect in anticipation. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I think what we've got three weeks of foreplay before uh, the bull penis can get any oh, satisfaction. God, that's a lot of blue balls. <laughs> It's yeah. a lot of blue balls. You know, somebody pointed out the other day that there's no uh, female equivalent for blue balls, which and it probably happens to women way more than it happens to men. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll call it uh, uh, Ice Cave. <laughs> what? Well, I'm just thinking, okay. you, you left me cold, you know, my Ice Cave. Yeah. I got I got an igloo going on here, Roger. I don't know. You like like men, they have this whole thing like blue balls. They've got this big term. I think I think women just like it's Tuesday. It's just fucking. There's like ah, he fucking didn't do it again. Yeah. Well, we feel bad for the women out there. Well, maybe because they sh- we're terrible in bed. Maybe they should just think about baseball stats because that usually does it for me. Oh yeah. Well, you know, uh, well, that that's to slow you down though, right? Yeah, that but doesn't it doesn't work. It, yeah, unfortunately it does. It actually <laughs> that's my that's my point. Women thought about baseball stats a little bit more. Maybe you uh, know, just have maybe they just uh start taping uh baseball cards to the ceiling, right? Like you got a you got a Chris Bryant up there and Nicole Hamels. Two, two. Oh yeah. Jason Hayward. Yeah, just think about them. Yeah. Think about that. Think about your handsome youngsters. Oh, so um, the other thing I wanted to mention, because we recorded before the third game of the Rockies series, is that the Cubs totally got rookied by Peter Lambert. Yeah, he. Uh, that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not to people who listen to this show. Well, that's true, I guess. When you when you think about the Cubs going up against a rookie or just any pitcher that they've never seen, it's a you know, it's a done deal. Yeah, the nine, Cubs are not going to hit well. Nine strikeouts. He ends up going seven in in his major league debut, giving up only four hits and one run, and he got a hit. And it's unfortunate because uh, Jose Quintana pitched pretty damn well in this game and uh, ends up going uh, seven innings himself, but. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing I was focused on was that Q had another good outing. I mean, he's he only gave up the three runs. The offense just didn't help him. His ERA is now down to 377 on the year. Yeah. And if you didn't like the outcome of this game, well, you can try to see it again 
<laughs> on Tuesday because it's the exact same matchup. Jose Quintana right. versus Peter Lambert, which we're, we'll get to. But I just kind of wanted to mention that uh, that game um, that the Cubs did nothing in, basically. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, why don't we. Uh... So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. Oh, oh, the rakes. I'm back. All right. Well, uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber has a 1201 OPS this week on nine hits with two homers and three walks. So, you know, he's really seeing it well right now. So, you know, sometimes he, he was in a little bit of a slump, I think, the last uh, three weeks ago when I was on the show. Like, he wasn't doing great. But, yeah, now he's got it all turned around. It's looking good. Uh, but I'm giving the rakes to El Mago. Dude, Baez has a 1034 OPS. Also on nine hits, but his three homers and 10 runs driven in are really driving the engine of the Cubs offense right now. Yeah. And when his heel was hurt, he wasn't. So, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying about like even Yachty or Molina, even though he's having about when Dennis was on the show, even though Yachty's not having a good year, um, when he's out of the lineup, everybody's kind of slotted wrong and the offense falls apart. That is I'm not comparing Javier Baez to y- Yadier Molina. Trust no. me, I am not. But I'm saying that, like, when you're missing, like, whatever spark it is, because Lord knows we do know Yadier Molina is a quote-unquote clutch hitter for them and has been for years. Um, you know, when Javier Baez is in there doing his thing, it almost feels like the lineup is pretty unstoppable. When Javier Baez is in there striking out five times, the Cubs don't do anything. And when he's not in there at all, the Cubs also don't do anything. Yeah, and he said that that heel wasn't really bothering him that much through that, but it clearly was. I mean, even if it's just he doesn't plant quite as hard on that foot in the middle of an at-bat or he's a little bit, you know, point tenth, a tenth of a second slower you know, or something, anything like that, like can kill you in the big leagues. And uh, can I go back to Schwarber for one moment? Because he is, he's batting first on this team right now. And everybody's mad because his batting average is 244 out of the the first slot. So everybody's thinking that's too low. His batting average overall is 233. So you look at that and you're like, there's not your leadoff hitter. No way. But here's the truth. He's got a 333 OBP. And he, he's seven home runs out of the leadoff spot in 102 plate appearances. He struck out tw- more than twice as much as he walks. So you, you don't want to see that. And, um, but out of that s- slot, he's got an OPS plus of 133. Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, who would not want that in that slot? That's crazy, but everybody just still has the the failed experiment of twenty was it twenty seventeen or eighteen seventeen yeah twenty seventeen in their minds you know, and yet you know and when you've got the greatest leadoff hitter of all time in uh, Anthony Rizzo yeah we didn't talk about on that. this team it's kind of hard to you know be happy when Schwarber's up there yeah Rizzo did uh, lead off went one for two took two walks <laughs> in that game the three to one game against uh, yeah. St. Louis and scored one of the runs on Friday so he really is uh, it, people loved uh, the new song that I wrote which you haven't heard yet because I haven't recorded it the Rizzo gonna break the D 
Oh, um, nice. Florida yeah. man. It's a, it's awesome. It's like an old like southern country fried rocker. It's like Florida man. Florida man. You know, and then it's like all night long. Rizzo gonna break the D. You know, it's just sexy. He's got four chords. He's just rock and roll. People loved nice. it yesterday. We debuted that shit. But um, they got to record that one. I, I need Anthony Rizzo to be in the video for it, too. Yeah, I'll bet he might be up for that. I think he would. And uh, we'll give all the money to charity or to his charity. But I, I was thinking that would be a really funny video is if, you know, all those Florida man headlines. Yeah. You know, that... Um, uh, it would be Anthony Rizzo acting that out like Florida man bitten in the butt by an alligator while he's doing <laughs> meth, you know, or whatever. And he plays all those roles. So, um, yeah. So yeah. Schwarber. Okay, well, before we get off the rakes, yeah. uh, who, who else I want to give about? a shout out to Victor Caratini. Yeah, he's been great, right? Yeah. Oh, man. And, you know, and when I'm doing the rakes and flakes, like he only had, what, seven at-bats. So that doesn't really count. I mean, this is already a small sample size. I can't go that small. Yeah. But uh, he has really been good uh, for the Cubs coming off the bench, pinch hitting situations and uh, relieving uh, Wilson Contreras behind the plate. I think that's going to pay huge uh, dividends later. And for the first time in quite a while, I kind of feel okay that we don't have three catchers. Yeah, well, it's because it's kind of young legs. You know what I mean? Like, you feel like this guy, you feel like Wilson's coming into his own, so he doesn't need, like, any veteran help. I mean, right. maybe with the pitch framing and stuff, I know. But he's a, he's an excellent catcher. He's got an incredible arm that he almost kills Rizzo with every time there's a bunt. <laughs> but uh, but Caratini, you know, he's no slouch behind the plate. Probably a little bit, he, does, he lacks the arm that Wilson has, but possibly a little bit of a better defender. Although he did not catch Darvish's last start, which was yeah, interesting. Yeah, that was to a see. surprise. Yeah, which we did. I, I, as soon as we finished recording the last show with Lyle, I was, um, you know, who, by the way, is at a graduation party today um, for, I don't know, who cares? But <laughs> yeah, people are letting Lyle near their uh, teenagers. It's, it's frightening. But, uh, yeah, so Wilson goes out there and catches Darvish. Did a good job, too, I'd say. I didn't notice any, like, difference except for that it was happening that way. But No, and, and Darvish had a, a Darvish game, right? You know, he pitched his five innings and was pretty good, gave up a few runs. But, you know, he's a – I think Darvish is a $126 million fifth guy. Yeah, which is really a, a not what we want, but everybody's, you know – well, everybody's hopeful that we're going to see some lights out shit at some point. Like, even if he got like, even if it was this year at some point, he just goes on a run. You know, yeah, I think I, I, I'm a little concerned we might be right in the middle of his run. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is as good as it gets. And it's not terrible. It's just not worth it. Ace stuff that you want. He's still got a lot of, uh, I I mean, he's still striking people out pretty well. He just, you know, he gets hit, gets touched up. He's the fifth best pitcher on this team. Yeah. Um, unless it's the first inning and your name is John Lester or Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> Otherwise, Kyle Hendricks is incredible. <laughs> yeah. He's got the most strikeouts on the team, and that's what I figured. But with the, 
the most strikeouts. He's also got the most walks. Yeah. And the most home runs given up. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's all things. <laughs> it's all yeah, things. Yeah, it's like you look at something, you're like, well, this is good. Oh, but this other thing, this is not good. Yeah. Well, I, I view uh, Victor Caratini getting back to your ranks as a, a fine choice. It was a shame that he broke his hammock bone before, but like if to get this offense out of your backup catcher spot is incredible. Bases clearing double uh, really broke the game open. Well, it did break the game open. It broke the tie. Um, huge hit. Huge hit. Yeah, yesterday, and to have yep. and to have him do that as a pinch hitter, and he's your backup catcher, and he's good enough of, of a catcher with a bat to throw out there two games a week if Wilson's a little beat up, you know. Or I, I mean, you got a backup catcher that if Wilson had to take a week off, you know, that you would feel confident with him being out there. Yeah, I think we've seen enough to he he's a worthy backup. I don't know that he would be like you wouldn't want him to have to start for a full month, but no, of course not. Yeah, but he's great. He's he's great as the backup. And like I said, I'm just finally not concerned that we don't have a third guy. Yeah. So I still think we need a third guy, though. Yeah. Maybe we could trade for Yachty. Oh, they won't trade anybody for Yachty. No, not even Mike Trout. So how about I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Nope. Oh, well, th- this one's a little rough, but uh, hey, the greatest leadoff hitter of all time, Anthony Rizzo. Well, that's why he was out there. Yeah, is he is surprising. Four and twenty-four in the last seven days. He's uh, like six for twenty-seven in June. Um, he's got a slash line in the last week: one sixty-seven, three ten, one sixty-seven. Oh, yeah, it's a 477 OPS. It's not good. No home runs. Yep. But, you know, Joe did what Joe does and moved him into that leadoff hitter spot. And he's not lighting it on fire, but he has had hits in consecutive games and he's, you know, taking a bunch of walks. Uh, So, wait, because he had a, we had two in the leadoff hit game, right? He, no, he he had um, two walks when he was two uh, walks. Yeah, he had, oh, yeah. two walks and one hit. He was on three times. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's like it's still not like he's he's not. It's not a multi-hit game or anything quite yet, but it looks like he might be, you know, turning it around. Yeah, well, he, I think the walking is a good sign. Um, he's, that means he's obviously not swinging at bullshit. But he took two walks in uh, yesterday, last night's game, the nine to four win, and. Um, he also had a hit in that game. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty – if that's your flake, you're doing okay. And the Cubs, they've had a great week. They really have. Yes, they have. Well, and it's it's always great when you can, you know, you, you take two of three from – well, two of three from anybody, but then you follow it up with, uh, you know, taking – the first two against the Cardinals. Make sure we won that series. You beat the Angels on Monday and yeah, makeup. beat the Angels. So that was a three, especially after the sweep. They went on a three-game run. It was good. Yeah, after getting swept by the Cardinals, and then you just have only lost one game the next week. Hopefully, they win tonight. You know. Yeah. So if that's yeah, your flaker, we're okay. Yeah, they they seem to be. I don't know. I, I'm I'm very comfortable right now with the Cubs, with the way that they're playing. The nobody likes to see them get swept by the 
Cardinals, but the way they bounced back like really quickly seemed good. And, you know, listening to the show, you and Lyle are talking about how they're just so much better of a team in Wrigley field. Yeah. Which were, which they are on the road, which worries me because they got one more game at Wrigley field than than off on the road. So, yeah, but I mean, that's the old baseball adage. You go 500 on the road and clean up at home. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to do it in this division. To be honest, I just don't think so. But yeah, I was looking at the divisions yesterday, and this division is super tight. Yeah, and it will remain so. I, I, I haven't predicted it. It's five-way tie. Yeah, the Rockies are 10 games out, and they're in second place. Yeah. And our entire division is no, uh, all five ten. spots or seven games. Yeah. So uh, who's been throwing it up there for the Cubs? So this, I was excited about this one. Because it's Cole Hamels. And I believe I was the only one on this podcast. Like, I was like, Cole Hamels is going to have a good year this year. And so far, he really is having a very good year. And this week, he pitched twice, 15 innings, seven innings and eight innings in respective games. He gave up five hits and three walks. And the only run that anybody scored was unearned. Like, that's a great out, or that's just, you know, it's a great stretch of baseball for a guy that people were a little nervous about early in the year. Yeah, a whip of .53 is what that adds up to on the week uh, yeah. over two starts and uh, an average of 109. And that's, you know, he pitched against the Cardinals and he pitched against the, wait, wait, Cardinals twice. Cardinals and the Rockies, I think. Mm, really? I think they oh, both might, might be against the Cardinals. Oh, they were both against the Cardinals. Yeah, because right. yeah, he lost the one Friday on Sunday. And... Yeah, the the two to one or three to one game. Yeah, but yeah. Um, He's so won you know what? Three to one and lost three to one. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the thing that sucks is he he did take a loss on one of those games because he did pitch well. Um, he had fourteen strikeouts in those fifteen innings. You know, it's great. And if he only just smokes the Cardinals every time he pitches against the Cardinals, that'd be worth it, right? Like if all the money they gave him, like he's not great the whole year, but every time he sees the Cardinals, you know, he holds them to like, you know, one or two runs. I think it's worth it. Because of your irrational hatred of St. Louis. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It covers everything, yeah. Um, yeah, so the other throw, uh, you know, let's let's give a little love to Carl's Jr. Carl Edwards Jr. Yeah, you know, and, and it's always nice to give him some love uh, because he's doing well because you're, you're always worried it's going to shift and go the other way real quick. Uh, but this week he pitched 2.1 innings, gave up nothing, and he struck out four. So... Good week for Carl. Yeah, good month for Carl, too. He's it, actually looking a lot better. I don't know. It's just weird. I've got a bad taste in my mouth with the whole everything that happened in the offseason and the toe tapping and, you know, the way he ended last year. Like, it was kind of rough. I'm I'm not quite ready to be like Carl's back. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks good so far. In the in twelve games, which is ten point two innings pitched in the last month, he has uh 
a 253 earned run average, a .47 whip, and hitters are batting 114 off of him. He's got 12 strikeouts in 10.2 innings and only one walk. Yeah, one that's the big thing. Walk because last last year at the end of the year, good gosh, he couldn't keep anybody. You know, like. Yeah. It, it was it was like watching the little league games that I see. Just yeah. go up there and don't swing. You'll well, be fine. And at the beginning of this year too, once they you know screwed with his toe tap thing, then he was walking everybody, and it was it was rough. And so maybe you get Hadavi in there. He goes down. He works on a few things. He has his time at AAA. He comes back, and since he's been back, he's been nails. And it's I'm so happy because I love Carl Edwards Jr. Yeah. Well, and you notice like how quiet his body is when he's out there like he's just not doing a bunch of weird stuff it's just it's like he went back to what he was doing 2016 like let's just throw the way i know how to throw well i heard him saying uh and i i think it was on the radio i was listening that uh he said uh that his philosophy has been totally stripped down into sea glove hit glove (laughs) there you go yeah and so, it's working. Yeah. So throw strikes. Um, and we'll get to it in a moment, but uh, the Cubs walk numbers are way down. Yeah, because they were way up for the last yeah. year and the first month of this season. Yep. So uh, are you ready to move on to? Uh, you just put your lips together and blow. Uh, yeah. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm hitting Brad Brock for this one. God, he was just ugly this week. Uh, he pitched against St. Louis, went two-thirds of an inning and gave up a run, which sucks, but it wasn't like the worst thing in the world. But then he followed that outing with an absolute disaster. He walked one, he gave up three hits, and all four scored, and he only recorded one out while he was out there. Yeah, that that was against the, the Rockies, right? That was against the Rockies, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was terrible. Cubs won that game, though. Well, but it doesn't make you feel any better about Brad Brock being out there because uh, wasn't the lead. Yeah, he gave up a shit ton and yeah. that became a tight game. Yeah, it became a tight game. The Cubs were winning that one by a lot. And like, Yeah, I think we were up by eight, eight five. To, eight to three. It was eight to three. It was three to three. That game was weird against the Rockies is that it was zero to zero till the fifth. And then it was uh, three to three. And then it was eight to three, and then it ended nine eight. Yeah, and it was uh, was it? I think was it Bodie at the end drove in that his yeah. seventh RBI of yeah, the night. Yeah, it was the so Bodie like, game. He just yeah. got that you know the double or whatever and drove in, and that was the one run that they needed because the Rockies scored another one in in the ninth. And if you enjoyed that game, you get to see it again on Monday. Because it's the exact same game. You, Darvish versus German, Mar- or German, Herman Marquez. German. Yeah, it's so weird when you play a team and then literally you turn around four days later and play them again. It's happened twice in a row now. Yeah. Yeah, they did that against Arizona too, right? Uh, I believe so. It yeah, may- maybe Arizona, were- we did it. Chicago, then to Arizona, and then... Uh, so is everybody in the NL West, right? Do we just have like quick turnarounds for those games? 
I, I not everybody because you know <laughs> not to give away what Cupshardamus is going to tell us with his uh, you know amazing predicting abilities a little bit later in the show, but. Um, uh, we play the Dodgers next, and we haven't seen them. But we're going to be done with three NL West teams at the end of this next week. Yeah. Um, so weird. That is kind of weird. I, I hate the MLB scheduling. It just feels, and, and not just for the Cubs, for everyone, it feels like it's wrong. Like whoever's doing this scheduling well, it's, it's just like trying to fuck with people. It's, I don't it, know. It's a computer with no feelings is the problem, probably. Yeah. I kind of feel like we should just play everybody the same every year. Like, like you can fucking schedule your trip to Chicago, you know, next June 7th, 8th, and 9th because you know that the Cardinals are going to be there. Yeah, it's weird. Like, why not just have the same school? Well, because of the interleague and switching back and forth and all that stuff, you know. But I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over interleague play in general. You yeah, know, I, kind I of, it's okay. I am, other than just like, like I've said, it, it, it is interesting to see the teams dealing with different rules. I do find that interesting, but weird baseball. Here we go. Yeah, I could use, but at the same time, the the whole like the newness of it, the interleague is you're right. It's kind of lame. I mean, they could just do interleague for, I don't know how many games are there for two weeks. Everybody and, plays their interleague games. It's just like, and it's interleague interleague every July, like right before the all-star break, you know, to get people, it'd be cool to get everybody ready for the all-star game. Yeah, because you'd actually know somebody on the other from the other league and stuff like that. And you could so. and you could do like an old fashioned road trip, like like Cubs are playing the West. So like, let's say one year you played three of the teams on the road, and you just got went out and you played the A's and the Mariners and the Angels, and then the Rangers and the Astros came to Wrigley, and then the next time you had three home series and they had two, you know, like, and everybody just did it at the same time. Yeah, so you know. Again, you can like almost schedule, but of course, right now it's, I don't think you can do that for the simple fact that there's 15 teams in each league. So that's an odd number in each league. That's why you have to have an interleague series going all the time, at all times. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rob Manfred hates baseball. So what are you going to do? <laughs> well, I mean, I have the answer. You just contract the Marlins and uh, the Rays, you just get rid of the two Florida teams. That's one in each league, and then you make all the divisions four teams, and you make four divisions in each, and then move it on. Instead, they're going to go the other way and get two more teams. I, I guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and then we're going to have those div weird divisions. Like, remember, the NL Central always had five teams, and everybody else had four teams. Yeah, that was that did not seem fair. Yeah, it was weird. It, uh, also, do you remember back in the day when, like, the Atlanta Braves were in the NL West? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for you youngsters that are listening to this show, that used to be a thing. So are the yep. Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, and they were east of us, too. Still are. Yep. And then, when, I mean, and as children, uh, the Cubs were the Cubs were in the east, right? But Sure. With the Mets and the Pirates and yeah, yeah. but yeah, in Phillies was that when the is that when the Braves were in the West? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, 
That was when they so yeah, the Braves were in the West while the Cubs were in the East. Yeah. <laughs> and and the Reds were in the West. Yeah. Well, the Cubs were in the East. And but and we also used to travel to play the Dodgers twice a year in LA and the Padres, all those teams you played twice before interleague, which I kind of miss. You know, I mean, I would like to see those teams a little bit more, see a little bit more NL ball. I mean, this year it seems that if the NL Central is going to play itself to a bloody pulp, then it's all about how you're going to do against the AL West and the other two teams in the or the other two divisions in the NL. Yeah, and you know, so far the Cubs, uh, what they they swept the Mariners, and what uh, they didn't do so well against the Rangers. Nope. they lost two or three to the Rangers. They swept the Mariners. They lost two or three to the Houston Astros. Yeah, so so that kind of is not looking real great. But I think I think the Houston Astros are going to beat everybody in this division. Damn good team, and we yeah. didn't even see them as a team they were yeah all we didn't hurt. even see their yeah. best players <laughs> yeah so all right uh st louis did not or uh, houston or um who do we play the rockies that's right we're playing them again and st louis or the rockies did not see their best brad brock to get off of blows <laughs> just wanted right. to yeah i was like wanted to pitch that one where off. we were brad brock yes he sucks so but let's move on to uh the rockies but first let's bring on Artie boucher yeah so, Ranters, we got a special treat on the show. Uh, joining joining Michael Cotton and I right now, uh, coming out of the great state of Colorado, IA, it's Artie Boucher. Hello, Hello, everybody. Hey, Artie. Yeah, this is just keeping with the theme of uh, as many old voices that haven't been on the show in a long time. Yeah, Me, this- Dennis. Now, Artie? Yeah, Dennis was on uh, just earlier, our Cardinals fan friend. You know him, right, of course? Yeah, I've uh, yeah, heard him. Yeah. That's oh, you don't know him, right. So yeah, how, how you doing? How you doing, Artie? How, are you enjoying this uh, Cubs-Cardinals series uh, from afar? Yeah, you know, it, the, the biggest thing I just is amazing to me. It's like, it's like the, you know, we swept them, and then they're, you know, then – they swept us and are we going to sweep them again? You know, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I'm sure that people, if the Cubs do sweep tonight, will be tweeting out interesting stats on the only times that this has ever happened in baseball history, which I'm sure it has at some point. You know, I I remember there being years like this, especially with the, the bets I did with uh, Johnny Onomatopoeia. Now we only play the nationals twice a year. But I I remember a few years where we that's exactly what happened sweeps at either place the Giants I believe that happened with but we only play them twice I'd be interested to see if after like if we could do it all year just nine and nine <laughs> just <laughs> just constant sweepings but uh, we're here to talk about the Rockies which uh, I mean Michael I I know you're kind of a Rockies fan you listen to the what's it called the Purple Dinosaur podcast what's it called. Yeah, the Purple Dinosaur Podcast. That's how I follow them because I don't really watch a ton of the games. Their announcers are awful, pretty boring, and yeah, it's they they make the games not that fun to watch. So I'll, I'll turn it on, get a few innings in, and then and then I just realize like I'll, I'll uh, change the channel <laughs> on a commercial, and I just won't ever go back. And Artie, I know that the the Cubs are your first team, like Michael's. But would you call the Rockies a close second, or are you a fan? 
Yeah, they they definitely are a close second. Uh, you know, mainly because you know when uh, the Rockies started in 1993, which was the year I graduated high school, and then I actually got to work for one of the vending companies when Coors Field first started opening. So uh, you know, so yeah, they're definitely my second favorite team. So, but Cubs, Cubs, Cubs in my heart first. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you've seen some parallels here, right? The Rockies also started out shitty what right. three and three and 12 to start the season yep yeah and now they're they're in second place i think they're over 500 now right uh, i think um, they're exactly close. 500 uh or they might be uh, what did, what did i write down here i wrote something about them they i know they're <laughs> they're i know they're over 500 at uh at home they are they are thirty three and thirty one. Yeah, thirty three. Yeah, they're two over, but they are uh, over five hundred at home and under on the on the road. They're eighteen yeah. and eighteen and twelve at home, and uh, so but they're still ten games back, and so really their only hope this year is a wild card again. And this time, hopefully, they won't be playing the Cubs in that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I, I don't know. There could be a, an earthquake. And Chavez Ravine could become a ravine again. Yeah, but maybe yeah. the Dodgers aren't in town. <laughs> we, we need we need a perfect confluence of events. I mean, yes. right now they are the second wild card team. No, right. actually, well, kind of because we're tied with Milwaukee for first place. And, oh, right, and then that gets confusing. Yeah, and there, yeah, so it, so we'd have to play a division thing, and then it would be, then actually Colorado would be out, and Atlanta would be the wild card team because Philly's in first place. So we'd got to win the division, and I don't really think that Colorado has much of a chance to catch the Dodgers. They're just too good. What do you think? I think, you know, the Dodgers are going to run away with the West. There's that's, that's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, yeah. Are they the best? No, Houston. Houston has the most wins yeah. in the league, but they're they're one game back. Yeah, and they're zero and three against the Dodgers so far. That's weird that you've only that the Rockies have only played them three times. That's, yeah, that's really strange. Being a division rival, so they so they have chance to make up ground in the other fifteen games they have left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous. Um. But they are beating up on they they five and two against Arizona. Uh they are four and one against the Padres. Uh, but they lost to the Giants. Two and four against San Francisco. Yeah, that's tough. Um, you know, also, Artie, you you're probably around more uh Rockies fans, or maybe I mean you've been around here much longer. Let's face it, I don't have any friends, but you might have friends that are Rockies fans. What do they think about Carlos Gonzalez being on the Cubs now? Okay. So uh, as a matter of fact, I um, recorded a uh, interview for my other podcast that I do that I actually host. Yeah. Plug and it. We, plug it. Uh, it's uh, called um, wrestling with altitude wrestling yeah. with altitude. Yep. And uh, so, and I, I interview uh, local independent wrestlers here in the Colorado area. And uh, we were talking about that was one of the topics was the Rockies. And we talked about uh, cargo and, you know, I just was telling him that, you know, it was kind of, uh, you know, interesting to have such a beloved player, you know, the Rockies now playing for my favorite team 
And so, you know, of course, you know, I like him. And he made, you know, in, in, in some ways, he's made an immediate impact. So, you know, it just was uh, just you know, liked it, you know, and he uh, was kind of glad to see you know, him um, making the good of uh, this year so far since he had such a, you know, rough start with uh, Cleveland. So, yeah, yeah. Well, when he when he left Cleveland, he was batting 210. And since he's come to the Cubs, he's now batting two oh five. Well, but you know. <laughs> but but he's had a hit in three of the games. He knocked in two. That was big in the win over Colorado in a six to three win. And he's played some good defense. And he's played like, some amazing defense. So what he gives you, I, and you know, if the, I think the bat comes around for him. I mean, he's only uh, thirty one years old, I believe. Uh, yeah, no, he's thirty three. Sorry, yeah, G- I was G- going to say Jesus yeah. here. That's not old, though. He's all no, right. not even in baseball terms. That's not old. No. So do, I suppose that uh, you were paying attention. Um, are you are we done with cargo? Anything else to add? Or are you just <laughs> excited? No, no. All right. Okay. But um, the Rockies, after losing two of three to the Cubs at Wrigley earlier this week, they went off to New York City and they got in a fight. Um, and split the first two games with the Mets. Uh, Daniel Murphy hit a towering home run for, against his old team, the Mets. And uh, then, uh, I, who was it on the Rockies that hit? No, no. Who on the Mets hit the? Who hit who? Des, did somebody hit Desmond. I don't know who the Mets pitcher was. Yeah, and why are you going to hit Desmond? That dude's terrible. Like he hasn't hit for two years. Well, it was a one-one pitch. And I guess they thought it was a uh, intentional hit. Uh, and Daniel Murphy, he jumped over the railing and got into a fight because Desmond took exception to the. It was after a couple of home runs, I guess, but still on a one-one pitch. Weird, right? Yeah, it's yeah. You know, yeah, even uh, Gan Ganyan Gagnon Drew Gagnon. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but. But it's weird. Like, so you got some rookie. He said the ball slipped. He even said to the guy, it wasn't intentional. And then you could lip read it. And then Daniel Murphy is all of a sudden in a fracas. And of course, nothing happened because it was a baseball fight. And they just all stood around and the bullpens ran in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so stupid. I, 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 do you remember Andrew McCutcheon's, uh, what was it, like an Instagram about it or a Snapchat or something about oh, yeah, running in about it? How he goes in late. Yeah, he's like, oh, my God, there's a fight. He's like, I guess I got to run in. <laughs> I'm all the way out here in right field. By the time I got there, the fight's over. Uh, but that was ridiculous. Daniel Murphy's such a freaking asshole. I mean, well, how do you feel about him being on your Rockies? Are you a fan? Well, you know, no. I mean, not really. I mean, of course, he was, you know, before the Cubs got him, you know, he killed us, you know, in the – in the um, playoffs a few as, years as ago. As a Met. And then yeah. he did it kind of... And then with, when he was at the Cubs, he... He it, killed it us. To, yeah. Yeah. Killed us from internal, from in the inside. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, now, he's like yeah. Dexter Fowler's secret agent. <laughs> well, he's yeah. not... Oh, my God. Dexter Fowler's still playing for the Cubs, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Daniel Murphy's still playing for anybody but the Cubs. Yeah. Um he's uh, to, they gave him 2 years 24 million. He signed through 20 uh through 2020. Um 
So I don't know. And there's a, a mutual option and stuff, but he's, he's the OPS plus 87, this clown, Daniel Murphy. I just want to point out how like kind of piss poor he is as a, a player too. Um, Murph, as he's known, uh, has five home runs and a 256 batting average, which that's what you really don't expect. The 315 OBP. So, you know, and, um, well, we already know he, he doesn't uh, steal bases, but he's uh, got 23 strikeouts to only 12 walks. So he's not yeah. really, I mean, he's towards, I mean, I know he's, this dude, How he's 34 years old. His defense sucks. He's a he's a zero war player. Why why even go for this guy and paying him all this money? Is there like no farm system at all with an infielder that you had to go get freaking Daniel Murphy to suck on your team? Oh, the the Rockies are they manage their farm system maybe the worst in all of baseball. They will not bring up anybody for an extended amount of time. Like Artie, you've you've seen yeah. McMahon, uh Tapia, um uh who else? They they've had a number of young guys who just keep popping up in these spot starts or play for a week, play for a month, that type of thing. Yeah. And uh, and they play well, right? And then all of a sudden they go back down for uh, you know, 186 hitting Ian Desmond. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, and then you got Mark Reynolds on this team who's kind of splitting first base with Daniel Murphy right now too. Is it he was on the DL though for a while. Is he I yeah. is he back yet? Anyone know? Um, not sure. I don't think he's back right now. Yeah, but I don't. I, I know. Don't know. I, I know. I skimmed the the game the other day, and, and Murphy was playing first. So yeah. So yeah, somebody I'm, somebody that will be back that wasn't in this last last series is Charlie Blackman, right? Is he playing yes. it? Yeah. Um, but we still see Tilapia out there in right, who I was, or in left, who I was not familiar with. Yeah, he's good. He's their leadoff guy. Yeah, he's a little bit of a firecracker. Yep. So yeah, I like I like I like Tapia. I like um, I like Charlie Blackman story. They've got some good players on this team. Yeah, and then and Arenado, of course. Uh, you know that's the the headliner. And then uh, Wade Davis also was not in this last series that the Cubs just played at Wrigley Field against the Rockies, but he will be in this series, and he's their closer. And uh, I don't know how's he doing. Two, He's been hurt forever. Yeah, two yeah. two thirty and run average, only fifteen games on the or fifteen innings pitched on the season, which that's fifteen games, right? Probably. But he's been yeah. out since um, May fourteenth and just came back and looked good. Uh, well, no, he didn't. He gave up two hits <laughs> right. against the Mets on June seventh. No runs though, striking out one. He got his outs, but right. But wasn't that what he would do with the Cubs too? Like. He'd be out there and, you know, he'd give up a hit or two, maybe a walk, and you'd get a little nervous, and then he'd, you know, then he'd get out of the inning without giving anything up. Yeah, I mean, you look at his whip, it's definitely ticked up. I mean, one five three on the whip right now, 19 strikeouts in 15.2 innings, though, so that's decent. And But it's uh, it's higher than his overall whip, which is 1.26, so he's never been like a total shutdown dude, right? Right. Yeah. And he, but, but the Rockies paid him like he was. 
They really did. I mean, yeah. I, what do you get? Forty-five million or fifty million? And it, and they're and he, so he's getting more than uh, a, a Hall of Fame closer that the Cubs just got, Kimbrel. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I think his deal was like fifty-one million or something over three years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he got he he definitely got paid coming off the Cubs. Everybody was upset, but there is no reason to be paying him that much. No. Yeah. He has definitely not performed. Right. Yeah. So and you know, like we were saying before, the Rockies, as good as some of these players are and as good as they have some young guys, you know, they're in that division with the Dodgers. And the Dodgers just don't seem to be slowing down. Yeah. Well, the Cubs outscored them 16 to 14 at Wrigley this last week. And uh, now heading out to Coors, you're figuring uh, some high-scoring games possibly uh, just because it plays like a hitter's park. But regardless of that, um, the Rockies' OPS is seventh to the Cubs' fourth. Uh, The Cubs are fifth in home runs right now to the Rockies' 20th. In the majors. That's the big surprise because you'd think they'd have more. Um, The Cubs are now first in walks, no longer just tied with the Dodgers. Uh, The Rockies aren't walking, so they don't have the best plate discipline. uh, They're 19th. So um, Colorado strikes out a little bit more, too, than the Cubs do. Um, Neither team steals bases. And uh, Colorado overall, though, has scored nine more runs than the Cubs despite the fact that in almost all categories, the Cubs are better. Yeah, and uh, I believe the Rockies are right near zero for uh, their... Um, their own run differential? Yeah, run differential, yeah. They, they're they always hovering right around, like, right. minus two, you know, positive three, yeah. like... Yeah, they're, they're, they're positive 14 right now, which isn't going to impress anybody. Yeah, but they've scored nine more runs than the Cubs. They've they're positive four, or they're up fourteen. And what are the Cubs? Sixty. Oh uh, yeah, I don't have that in front of me. Yeah, run, I don't. Run differential sixty-two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sixty-two already. Yeah. So yeah, so you know they've scored nine more runs than the Cubs, and yet the Cubs have a run differential forty something greater. <laughs> yeah. That just proves why we just when it comes to baseball stats, it it sometimes you just can't figure things out why they are. Yeah, right. Or or that they don't that what seems that it, it might be predictive isn't at all, and sometimes it's just because of baseball got a baseball. But I de- I definitely you can feel a slump coming. You can you just if you watch enough and just kind of pay attention and let the energy of a season and a team flow through you you do kind of get a sense of just naturally what you expect to happen. You know, like Javier Baez up in a big spot. Like the casual fan will be like, ooh, Javier Baez is good. Bases are loaded. He must always hit home runs here and save the game. Now, we would maybe know enough about Javier Baez to be like, this is too big of a spot for him. He's going to strike out. You know, and, and you know, but... You, you know where I'm going with this, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, I mean, don't you feel like you can predict it sometimes when you are kind of like letting it flow through you? I'm getting metaphysical here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it's like not a stat thing. Like, it's the one thing that stat people can't tell you. 
Well, and, and that's what's so frustrating sometimes when you're watching uh, Joe Madden uh, manage. Because I guess the feelings that I get are much different than the feelings that Joe gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I was looking real quick. Uh, the great baseball historian Pythagoras uh, believes that the – Rockies should be exactly what they are right now. Yeah. Which is a yeah. a, a wild card team at best. Yeah, they wouldn't even make it if they if the season ended today. Yeah, two games over 500. You know what's interesting about the Rockies? They've uh they've now been in the league since 93, so that's what 20. This is like their 26th or 7th season. They have never won their division. Not one single season have they won the division, and they've been to a World Series. Yep, 2007. Yeah. So it's just just odd, just frustrating, like perennial second place. Yeah, well, you had the Giants in their tough years, and you had – you always kind of have the Dodgers as the front runner of the pack, and then uh, now the Padres are rising, so, you know – it's not going to get any easier. I would not bet the Rock the Rockies to win their division probably ever. Yeah, and when you look at this, uh, you know, the NL West, like outside of the Dodgers, who are obviously running away, uh, the rest of that division are, you know, they're within seven games of each other. Yeah, yeah, Dodgers are just running away. Well, pitching wise, uh, the Cubs ERA is a. Uh, Team ERA is 383. Uh, Rockies over a run higher at 495. But the bullpenises are pretty much uh, the same. Uh, 398 to 410. Uh, Colorado's a little bit better, actually. Um, Cubs now, uh, this is a great news for the Cubs. Uh, 12th in giving up walks. 12th in the majors. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's amazing. They're, that I don't know if they're dropping in this category quickly or rising in the category quickly. I always get confused with these things, but well, yeah, yeah. I, I see, they're getting better. <laughs> Let, let's just put it that way: the Cubs are getting better. They're just not walking guys as much as they were. A lot of it is the starters, but also like since the you know kind of uh, I, I think the bullpen kind of put it together from a walk standpoint too. So. It's going great. Yeah. It's going great. The Rockies Our, have the 16th fewest walks, which is another way of saying completely average in all ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the Rockies, though, they don't strike out many guys, which you would think they would want playing 81 games at cores. You'd think that putting together a strikeout staff would be priority. Yeah, but I think they've tried that a number of times. I mean, it's not like, you know, anybody in that front office is going, you know, let's go for guys that don't strike people out. I get you, but yeah, what is, what constitutes swing and miss stuff in a year when Kyle Hendricks is striking out 10 per game, (laughs) you know, because he was never known as a strikeout pitcher and now he kind of (laughs) is, you know, but I don't know I think it's about velocity and movement. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that's the problem. There, you just you, there's less movement on a pitch in the thinner air in uh, Colorado. That's you know that's an issue that they have. So 
Yeah. And, you know, and two, you know, when the ball's put in play, there's a lot more outfield, you know, in Coors Field than there are a lot of other stadiums. Another priority should be having like nails outfielders like like Carlos Gonzalez was for years and years and years. Um, So the Cubs are third best at not giving up home runs, which is great for when you're playing in Coors Field. Um, And the Rockies are the ninth worst, which might not be all their fault. You know, because they play at Coors Field. Um, Defensively, the Cubs have the fifth most errors to the Rockies, sixth least. So the Rockies have a great defense. Golden Glove Arenado kind of rounds that out. But uh, who else is killer out there? I think McMahon has been really good. Story is good. Uh, You know, Story and Arenado on that left side, that's just a really – I mean – it's just a tough, uh, you know, infield right there. I don't know. What do you think, Artie? I, I would agree, you know, and uh, when it comes to the outfield, they're, you know, maybe average, below average, you know. Um, they're not real speedsters really out there in the outfield. I mean, Blackman definitely is. Blackman in the outfield is not a speedster, but he can be in um, on the base, pa- base pass. But yeah. Well, now they've moved Blackman out of – Center. He's in right center. now, right? right. He's in, yeah, and, and they've got Ian Desmond yeah. in center. That seems like an odd choice. Yeah, Ian Desmond, They well, he played shortstop for a while, then he was a center fielder or left fielder with somebody, and then when he came to the Rockies, they gave him a shit ton of money and put him at first base because he I, couldn't beat am, anybody. Am I wrong in saying that he misplayed a ball in that Cubs series at Wrigley and uh, somebody smoked one over his head? Believe oh, yeah. it. I believe it was in the day game loss. I could be I, wrong. I, I feel I, I like I remember that. It was. I, I remember. Yeah, something like that. I believe it was him. And I. And the only reason I say that is because I'm like I remember somebody saying in that moment. Well, that's what happens when you got a. a actually, it might have been in game one. Uh, that's what happens when you got a shortstop playing center. And I thought I'm like, isn't that what all baseball teams are completely made up of? For the most part, short stops and center fielders. Yeah. Yeah. And and he hasn't played shortstop in a number of years. <laughs> it's been yeah. a long time, like probably four or five years since he's played shortstop. He's been, you know, predominantly first base with the Rockies, but now that they've got uh now that they've got Daniel Murphy who they guess, really can't move. Yeah, like they, he's slow. They got so. all the old slow guys. I mean, I guess that if you have with such a big outfield out there, you hit it in the gap, and that gives Daniel Murphy at least a chance at a double. Yeah. You know, as <laughs> a <So> ball <laughs> rolls to the wall. Um so let's see. Oh, we were on defense, and now it's time for everybody's favorite stat. How do you like me now? <laughs> the, the Cubs 696 Durr is completely average. Ooh, average. The greatest part about the Durr stat is that, what is it, like, 690 to 700 is average. <laughs> well, it's and everybody is in it. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, you got to really suck to get below that 690 range, right? Uh, I mean, 
if you look at the range of Durr, it's <laughs> 740 Houston Astros, okay, down to 669. Nice. Nice. <laughs> which is the Washington Nationals. And so the spread there is at like 70 points. So, yeah. yeah. And 696 is, guess what? Right in the damn middle. <laughs> so, and, uh, but the, um, despite, you know, the lack of errors that the Rockies commit, they have a 688 Dur, which is actually eighth uh, worst. So the bottom third of the league. Well, and again, I think that a lot of that comes into that big field and, you know, the way the ball moves, lots of hits, you know, their, their, uh, their pitchers can't strike as many people out. So they're getting the hits, just more opportunities, right? Babip. Yes. Babip. So, uh, I got a scavenger hunt for you guys and you guys being local boys, uh, you might've heard of this place. You might've not. But at uh, 2766, I believe, North Spear at Boulevard lies a monument to the birthplace of the cheeseburger. Do you know of this place? No, I have never heard of this. I I don't know of it, but I do know that Denver is famous for inventing the cheeseburger. Yeah, so this is a monument. I guess it's a bank now. I've only (laughs) lived here 10 years. I had no idea. There's no, there's no restaurant there anymore serving cheeseburgers. It's turned into a bank. Um, the place that invented the cheeseburger is no longer here. But I think what you should do if you're going to go to this game, or because it, it's not too far away, just a couple miles away from uh, Coors mm-hmm. Field, you go over to 2766 North Spe- uh, Spear Boulevard. You bring with you a cheeseburger, or if you're a vegetarian, a cheeseburger equivalent. And take your picture with that little monument and be entered to win like Chris Soloto was this last Cardinals series for getting Cardinals fans to admit that they would not trade Yadier Molina for Mike Trout. Um, And you could be entered to win a Pink Out the Bleachers t-shirt. So, you're going to do it, guys? I'll do it. Eat cheeseburgers by the monument? Uh, Yeah, I'll try and see if I can get over there, see what it looks like yeah, bring the kids bring the wife so i've got i just put in cheeseburger birthplace and louisville uh kentucky claims uh, the birthplace of the cheeseburger oh, well yeah well, i think you should investigate when you go downtown to the game see if you uh what kind of vibes you get off that little cheeseburger monument to see if you think it's legit yeah yeah and see i remember that Denver claimed because there was actually two restaurants that were fighting each other. Which one? Which one claimed to Correct. the cheeseburger? Correct. Mm. I did see that as part of the story when I found out about the monument that there was, but uh, it has been um, debunked, and that this monument should be the the real deal. I could tell you about it. You want to hear about it? We'll just make it the real deal. <laughs> we'll put this monument on the map. Well, here's the description. It's a uh, a small engraved hunk of granite spells it out in no uncertain terms. This site was once occupied by Colorado's first drive-in fast food joint, and it was here in 1935 that the cheeseburger was created. A place, uh, a gr- uh, Humpty Dumpty Barrel Restaurant, Colorado's first drive-in, a place called 
Um, I, oh, yeah. A, an eatery named Kalen's in Louisville, Kentucky, has a 1934 menu to substantiate their claim as the birthplace of the cheeseburger. But Humpty Dumpty's, which would actually beat Humpty Dumpty's claim by a full year, but Kalen's has no stone marker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, that? And it went out of business in 2009, and the 1934 menu has since vanished. So, yeah. you know, and I'm looking at this monument. It is just a big chunk of granite. Like, couldn't they have at least made it a hamburger or I don't know? Yeah, done something. something a more, I, that's what I would have done. Yeah, so a hamburger statue. You think? Yeah. Or a che- well, I guess it would have to have cheese on it. But the thing that really gets me. Is are you telling me that the morons that lived before 1934 never put fucking cheese on a hamburger? Yeah, they had yeah. cheese. <laughs> Hamburgers had been invented. Right. <laughs> and they did nothing? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see, and I'm seeing it's adding cheese to burgers became popular in the late 20s to mid 30s. So, I don't know. Before that, it, people were like, this disgusting wow how could you mix milk and meat which by the way is kosher to not mix milk and meat so maybe there is kind of a maybe there was a thing a thing and then people were like fuck that thing i'm putting cheese on this bitch we're rebels (laughs) (laughs) but you know i mean just knowing how people are like just people are generally shitty and they don't want to change anything. And somebody said, uh, let's put some cheese on that hamburger. And, you know, everybody was probably like, cheese on a hamburger. Gross. You're an idiot. Why would you do that? You're not a real hamburger fan if you put cheese on it. Yeah. Who knows what will happen next? Maybe in 100 years, people will be putting, like, chocolate on their burgers. <laughs> I don't know what will happen. We don't know. Um, here's another way I just thought of this that you could enter the scavenger hunt um, if you don't want to go to the monument is go eat the bull balls. They serve bull balls at uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yes, uh, do that for sure. I'm I'm actually I was going to do it when I was at the Blue Jays game last Sunday, and then I ended up just not doing it. Uh, I walked around and I'm not sure where Artie. Where is the Where's the Rocky Mountain Oyster? place i believe it's uh, in left field but uh, sorry for answering the question yeah no i, I believe you're right i believe it is because it's I, over in left field when, yeah. when, when you because i've eaten the bull balls out there so once you you never kind of forget where you were when you first <laughs> you know because my first thought was like how the fuck did i know that and i'm like oh because i was eating bull testicles and i just didn't forget where it, how it all looked <laughs> you know i remember everything about it and it's is it in the upper deck or lower deck that i don't I, remember that's it's got to be in the lower deck. Lower deck. And, you know, that's um, the, what they call the pavilion seating area. So it's it's all open open bleachers. Yeah. So, Artie, uh, so obviously Danny has eaten them. Have you ever eaten Rocky Mountain Oysters? I have not. No. Okay. But, but when you were saying when you attended the Blue Jays games, I'm like, well, gosh, that is actually right on – that's on target, I would think, you know, to have those at, when the Rockies are are facing the BJs. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no idea where you were going with that. That was yeah. good. Artie, um, I, you know, I'll just give you the pink out the bleachers T-shirt if, <laughs> if you eat Rocky Mountain oysters by the cheeseburger monument. 
because <laughs> that, that just that just juxtaposes so beautifully for me yeah um so the weather looks nice decent i mean it might be a little cool for the night games which start at 6 40 your time and uh but it's still kind of daytime there yeah i would recommend anybody who's coming into town from the chicago area the midwest or whatever and you're gonna go to a night game bring a sweatshirt because you'll think, oh, well, it's going to be in the 70s. It'll be fine. When that sun goes down, it just gets cold. It doesn't, we don't have the humidity out here to like keep that heat, that nice, like that warm evening. It gets chilly. So be sure to make sure you got a sweatshirt with you. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And then uh, there's one day game, which I know is the one Michael's going to go to. And that's at 110. Um, but uh, yeah, the weather should hold up for all these, according to the forecast. Unless you guys know anything different. No, I, I looked as well. It's I. That's what I got as well. Cool. Yeah, and and that's just who knows though. At any point, it could just start to rain and hail uh, for like twenty five minutes and then go away. Well, I, we played great. baseball all day yesterday for two hours. It was basically clear few white clouds up in the sky and it rained on us the entire two hours. I have no idea where the rain came from, but. (laughs) Oh man, you guys are being experimented on by the federal (laughs) government or something, you know? Um, So game one of this series, uh, you Darvish two and three with a four eighty eight, got it under five uh, versus Herman Marquez. Six and three with a four oh seven. This is a rematch of the nine to eight Cubs win on Wednesday at Wrigley. Uh Darvish in this game went five point one. So did Herman. But Darvish gave up three and Herman gave up eight on seven hits. Uh this game was scoreless until the bottom of the fifth. We already talked about it. Three runs. Yeah, Herman just fell apart. Fell apart. Um, th- three run homer by Bodie in the fifth ended up knocking in seven people are already calling it the Bodie game. Although I don't think people are going to remember it that much because it wasn't dramatic how it, he hit the seven in, it wasn't yeah. like Sandberg, you know, who like, you know, saved the game twice. Well, it's not different. like his walk off grand slam. I mean, that's what he's going to be remembered for. Yeah, Absolutely. So then uh, game two, uh, Jose Quintana, four and five versus, at 377. Uh, well, this is a rematch of Thursday's three to one loss against Peter Lambert, who's one and oh, with a 129 in the only game he's pitched in the major leagues against us. Uh, Q went seven and um, gave up three. 7.1, actually, and uh, Peter Lambert just kicked our ass in his debut. He was great. Uh, I, is this uh, a, a um, this guy for real, from what you know about Peter Lambert and what, you know, from listening to the, uh, what the, what's it called, the Purple Dinosaur podcast and from Purple already, Dinosaur already podcast. watching I have, the games? Um, no. I, I, I don't know if he's I – I haven't heard his name brought up much before i think he was a bit of a surprise with how well he pitched well every time a rookie pitches like that it's a surprise but it was he on the radar of somebody that no and actually the only reason he came up was because kyle freeland uh the denver native and um you know golden boy for the rockies is just having a really shitty year and they sent him down 
Like we should have seen Kyle Freeland, but instead they brought up the Lambert. Was so. Lambert on your uh, radar, Artie? No, you know, it wasn't. Uh, you know, I think another thing is, you know, we always have those issues when we never see, we have yet to see a certain pitcher and we just struggle against. Oh, them. yeah. The Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and we, that was looked up once last year and it ended up not being true, but it's still, <laughs> but it's still fucking true. It's, yeah, exactly. I don't really give a shit what the stat says. It is absolutely true. What I want to know is, do the Cubs do that more than other teams? And so it feels like a thing because it happens more often than it happens to other teams. That, But that's going to take, well, I don't, you know, it's above all our pay grades. I would say, though, that the Rockies are not comfortable with the fact that his first two starts are going to be against the exact same lineup. Yeah, I don't think it happens again. Yeah, I think and hopefully Q can be good because the Cubs haven't been great on the road. So that's uh, I mean, it's just I worry about this West Coast trip. I'll be honest. Um, So uh, game two, though. uh, Well, I already said game two. That's what we're on. Game three. Cole Hamels, five and two with a three twenty four. We talked about how he pitched his ass off against the Cardinals on Friday. Um, And Anthony Senzatella. Which I love Senzatella cheese on my hamburger. <laughs> Five and four with a four ninety-five. Um Cole was awesome. Anthony was um Anthony Senzatella. We saw him once in relief last year and the Cubs lit him up. He gave up four through two, uh, but nobody's seen him all that much. And nobody is homered off of him of the Cubs. So uh, tell me about Senzatella. Senzatella. Well, he kind of bounces back and forth uh, from the starting lineup to the uh, to the bullpen. Kind of, he's. It seems like he's. He never holds on to it for that long. I don't know. Every year, it seems like he goes back and forth. But I don't know. He's he's okay. He's got a five ERA, but when you got a five ERA. At, Coors Field, it's actually probably closer to like a 3-8 or something. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, well, he started against the Mets on the 7th, and uh, let's see, he gave up one run on four hits, so he was good. And uh, he did that in his last start against Colorado, gave you six innings. So It's almost like a lot of these Colorado pitchers, they have good stretches, and then it's like they get worn down by the end of the year just because it's just so hard to like just to make everything work all the time uh, in Denver, you know? So I think they just kind of break down sort of maybe it's mental, <laughs> just the stress. Like, can you imagine like any pitch can go out like anytime you throw it over? So, but Sensatello has been with the team for eh, a few years. Yeah, 2016 he came yeah. up. So I, I've seen to remember he did well one year against the Cubs, but I didn't go too back into the Cubs Sensatella history. Right. Well, uh, and the the Rockies pitching staff last year was really good, and people were excited coming into this year because they had a whole year of that pitching staff that went well. And right now the the pitching staff is just trying to hold their own. They're just trying to you know, keep the team in it. They're not great. Yeah. 
Um, so as far as Cole Hamels goes in this game, uh, Ian Desmond has seen him the most and he really flakes against him. Um, uh, Murphy has seen him the second most though, and totally rakes against him probably from their Mets Phillies days back yeah. in, back yeah. in the day. So, uh, and to rake against that Phillies Cole Hamels is, is kind of a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because Cole Hamels was one of the you know top five pitchers in the league back then. Well, I hope the Cubs can turn it around on the road and not have this West. It's it's not going to get easier. They play the, the 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 Dodgers next, you know, after this, so it's not going to get any easier. Right. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Why are ooh, you giving away f- my oh predictions, my Danny? <laughs> I heard you. Artie, yeah, Artie, yeah. Don't I was, breathe. I was okay. gonna. I, I wasn't. You heard me stutter. I wasn't gonna say the Dodgers. You know that we're gonna play. There you go, giving it away just like that, huh? And I'm standing right in the room. Hey, Arthur, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Cubs Donis. How yeah. are you? I'm fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Why are you in such a good mood? Well, you'll find out right about now. Here's my poem. I just found out I was gay. So out of the closet I'll stay. I love Daniel Murphy. I want to take his highway of Hershey. Then the cubbies travel to... Jersey? PA? Uh... Uh, Baseball doesn't have a team in, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. What? What's Seattle? I know they're Dude. out west. Um, I don't. I don't get what you're saying. Yeah. No, not Hershey. I'm talking about my newfound love for Daniel Murphy, and it rhymes with Hershey. I'm oh, you think that's true? I was watching the Mets and the Rockies doing a little research for this uh, prediction today, and. I saw Daniel Murphy jump over that railing, run out there like a real man, and I fell in love. I'm in love with Daniel Murphy. Yeah, I liked him better when he was in Nerds in the 80s. Nerds? Yeah, he looks like Ogre. He does kind of look like (laughs) Ogre, especially like his hair is freaking messed up. Yeah. too. He looks like an idiot. So, okay, right, well, thanks for stopping by, uh, Cubs Adamus. I'm glad you found out that, uh, you know, you, you know, love is love, baby. You get out of here and you go have a good time. And uh, I, you know what, Cubs Adamus? I heard that Daniel Murphy kind of likes you, too. Oh, really? Where did you yeah. hear that? Uh, you know, a little inside baseball. You know, I hang out with certain people. I, I hear things. So why Ian don't you, Desmond tweeted it. I think Daniel Murphy would love it if you went to Colorado for this series. Okay. Well then I'm I'm heading out there. So Michael, can I stay with you? Um no. I'm actually ooh busy. Uh a lot busy. Um yeah, Arthur, that's Arthur can I stay no. with you? Mm, yeah, I think we'll Artie. Talk. Artie's got room. We'll talk. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> let cool. it, let him sleep in the truck, Artie. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, it's I'm, soft and, and plushy in there. I love yeah. sleeping with trucks. I'll lay under the stars with Daniel Murphy. Come straight on
You know, I, I wonder if he'll share a basket of bull balls with me. I'll buy the cheeseburger monument. <laughs> Seriously, if you can make that happen, because I love shit like that, you know, like you know, just, just it gets. If it's gonna be weird, let's make it weirder. Yeah, uh, go, go, go. Turn it up to eleven. Go turn away. it up. Yeah, let's get weird. <laughs> so, outside the Ivy will be on tomorrow night, Monday, June tenth. Uh, on Facebook Live and uh, NBC Sports Chicago if you get that channel. So tune in and support our new show with Michael Sarami and Luis Medina. We're having fun out there doing it. And uh, I, uh, once again, thanks to all that uh, came yesterday. It was a small but mighty crowd. And uh, I loved um, I loved hanging out with, uh, I met Andy and uh, from Cup of Cubby Blue. Please check out their podcast. I just wanted to plug it one more time. Sarah Sanchez is on that one. And uh, let's uh, pinch off the show with some TFCs, huh? All right, yeah, I got a couple. Yeah, me too. All right. So, want me to lead off here? Sure, go ahead. So, this is uh, a tweet from Fox Sports MLB, um, you know, of just a video of Ken Rosenthal uh, talking with Kyle Schwarber after the game. And... uh, I found this amazing tweet in the replies and then I wrote it down. I went back to look at it again and they, they removed it. I think somebody got a little nervous, but this is what it said. Okay. Ken Rosenthal, only two feet tall to have some fun with a rhyme. <laughs> just for no reason at all they're just making fun of ken, ken rosenthal uh being like a foot shorter than kyle schwarber <laughs> Artie, you got one i've got i've actually got a couple um, oh nice prepared. uh so uh yeah for i think yesterday's game uh the you know the cubs scored nine run unanswered runs to beat the cardinals well uh cardinals super fan number one on twitter said, it's not about runs scored. It's all about class and respect for the game. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I was thinking, well, gosh, you know, maybe he's got something, but, you know, points do win a game. So, (laughs) Right, yeah. You kind of can't win only on class and respect. Yeah, you need need some points. Yeah. (laughs) And and then this uh, Cardinals super fan number one kept on giving and was talking about, uh, was replying to, about the uh, national broadcast, um, uh, not uh, that are they're biased against uh, the Cardinals. Oh come on, oh Joe Buck, dude, they, <laughs> Buck and Smoltz sounded so sad at the end of the game. Oh my yeah. god! And so he they replied, uh, "Once you hear about the bias, you cannot unhear it. They honestly should not be letting these biased announcers call a game and sway the nation. Sounds silly, but people will end up being Cubs fans all over." just because of how ESPN announces that gets them the money and that they don't deserve. And I'm just like, what WTF? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing though. I mean, Kyle Ryan got a hell of a lot of fans last night, how they blew sunshine up his ass all, all night long or th- during his inning. Anyway, made him sound like Jesus. Yeah. So I have, uh, just one actually. So, um, I'll just go now, I guess. Um, so some guy, I believe it, is it Jake? I don't know. Uh, top is cut off. He's like, this is all about uh, the nets, the netting, the extending the netting. 
And this guy, you know, is going to die on the we don't need netting hill. Oh, God, so, yes. Yeah, so he goes, I'm not saying get out of the way. You can, however, get your hands up in time. In the case of this child, they were sitting approximately 200 feet away. This gave the dad 1.2 seconds to react. The average human reaction time is 0.25 seconds. Had he bent in front of her her daughter... Well, there's... Uh, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Trouble with pronouns? Oh, she, yeah. She may not have been hit. A ball that hits your hand will hurt, but you'll be just fine. Maybe a bruise. And to answer your question, yes, I've taken my eye off a game, but as soon as the pitcher starts his motion, I'm paying attention for this exact reason. It is Jake, by the way. I did see and then, uh, you know, some of my favorite Twitter followers are like Jason Hayward Appreciation, uh, you know, Taco Aficionado. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you've, and Sarah Cubs. Infield Fly Girl is a new good follow. Um, just to shout them out. And uh, anyway, somebody says, uh, one of them says, uh, Sarah says, these people think they can just catch a 100 mile per hour line drive and TB- TBH. I think we should test them. <laughs> and yes. Taco Aficionado says, I, for one, would love to watch every one of these morons try to get out of the way one by one. I'll bring the wine. Sarah goes back and says, I would have enough entertainment for a week. And feel fly girl, uh, how do we organize it like a pepper line? But we just have like, I don't know, Joey Votto just drill liners at them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is the this is ESPN three material right here. Oh yeah, we can put that on done. the show. Yeah, get it done. Everybody that doesn't think they're nuts just from 200 feet, just Joey Votto just slamming liners at the guy's face. See how he likes it. Oh, nice. Yeah, you got another one. Um, no, but I'm. That's fine. <laughs> right That's why we're through. So, our show's three you hours know what long. The road trip theme is. Oh, there's a road trip theme. There's a road trip theme for for after the, this game. Oh no! And it is John Lester. So everybody needs to go to uh, at Cubs on Twitter, and uh, there's these awesome. There's an awesome video of Carl Edwards Jr. dressed as a cowboy, yeah, and dan- dancing, <laughs> and doing a fake lasso. I actually think you're looking at the Old Town Road video. No, no, no. It's 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 Carl. <laughs> and then there's uh Oh my god. Your Can kids Jason will get Hayward that joke. be even more sexier? I don't think so. No. Yes. So, but only yeah. Jason Hayward with a mouthful of bees. <laughs> Artie, you have any more? No, that's that's all. All I got. right. Well, then then that's the show. Uh we got 1 hour until the Cubs face the Cardinals for the uh night game. Uh, so let's bid you all a fine spagog. Spagog! Spagog.
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.